Wardcast episode 88. Go. 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 Hi, Alex. Hi. What's up, Dylan? Hi, Alex Damrath. That's, yeah. I have to keep saying it so I don't mispronounce it. Make sure you get that name right every time. Damrath. Damrath. Sibilant. Sibilant S. Sibilant? Sibilant. Sibilant? Do you know what sibilant means? No, I don't. It means the S sound. Sibilant. S. That's a sibilant sound. Okay. You learned something. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't realize this was an English cast. Yeah. Welcome yeah. welcome to the high fluent world of, of audio <laughs> audio recording and everything related. We have Got new it. mics. Yeah. We have new microphones. This feels like fancier now somehow. They're not. Oh, <laughs> they're well. like half the price of the old mics. <laughs> <laughs> but they're dynamic as opposed to condenser that we had before. Uh, so I'm not going to pick you up. You're not going to pick me up. And this room is super echoey. And you seem to be quite proud of that. I'm very proud. Because I spend about six hours or more editing each individual podcast because I have to go through and mute out echoes. So, so, yeah. so this this will be this will be some ease of use here. Hopefully, get uh, out on the internet's quicker. Yeah. Yes. How's life? Life is going pretty well. Uh, yeah. It's it's full of all the kinds of things that you need life to be. Uh, joy yeah wonder <laughs> those things uh financial security uh yeah it's all there indie uh, game dev there's a cat yeah you, know? you always need a cat right yeah um yeah and i've been working you know pretty hard yeah as much as i can yeah how's how's playgrounds playground goes and it goes uh, it's uh, a <laughs> just keeps going yeah exactly um i've just wrapped up yesterday getting uh my disc launcher weapon that i think i unveiled quote unquote like months ago yeah i think i saw a uh, picture of it it's now like 100 percent functional sweet so it launches discs that explode it also lobs them as mines that attach to things and you can walk past those mines and explode so cool. it's yeah it, it does a good job of being what it needs to be for the game and wasn't it like didn't you say it was influenced by a weapon from a previous game that you liked some other fps it was a big uh reference to tribes which is one of my favorite shooters ever uh the spin fuser is possibly the coolest weapon ever made and it's essentially the same deal it's an explosive blue frisbee shooter where it just fires a projectile with no fall off in a game all about moving as fast as possible so oh so it's just a line it just right. like shoots and just keeps but going until it slowly collides. And, uh. and, and, like it's got a very set speed so like the name of the game of tribes one of the biggest things about it was was hitting characters players that were going like 90 miles per hour uh-huh. with a slow moving rocket disc right and getting those hits is what sort of separated like a low player to someone who's played a lot cool and i've always enjoyed that about that game i've always enjoyed just how cool a spin fuser is it's awesome just to launch an explosive blue frisbee at things and uh wanted to put some kind of reference that in my game well i got the thumbs up about tribes from our other guest (laughs) hello hello, kenny hello kenny kim that is me our our other pax east attendee that we brought aboard but never got a chance to get on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was that was quite, quite a trip yeah i'll have to say yeah. um we're, oh you were in the er the night before you flew out right? oh yes yeah. so uh my roommate had some health issues which fortunately ended up not being super serious but required a trip to the er so 
prior to boarding my flight, which was, I believe, at six in the morning, I was at the hospital till around three or four in the morning, uh, hanging out with my roommate, making sure she was okay, taking a nap for about an hour, getting up, taking a shower, and then going to the airport and flying about three, four hours to Boston right after. So, needless to say, I was pretty exhausted when I got there. You got there on Friday, and we were like prepping for the panel and stuff, and you're like, is the Airbnb open? We're like, yeah, it's open. He's like, cool. I'm going to go and crash. And <laughs> I think yeah. you just got to fit like six or something. Like- I, I basically just passed out until I think maybe like right before uh, we went to the concert at PAX that right. night. But yeah, um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to take advantage of the free time to go and kind of explore Boston like I had hoped. But it, it was still a great trip. Yeah. Um, very enjoyable. Saw lots of great stuff. Uh, highly recommend going if you have the chance. Well, interesting news. PAX West tickets went on sale about a week or two back. Oh, also, PAX West tickets are completely sold out. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the day of. They extended it to four days now. So now they're doing four-day expo. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Hmm. Yeah, because I got the notification about it because you can apply to get a booth there. And they're like, hey, if you want to be... Here, you have to be here for like at least five days. Like you have to set up Thursday and be here through the, the entire thing. And I assume they break down on Monday because when we were there, PAX East, like Sunday night, there's just people oh, yeah. rolling through like, all right, get your <laughs> shit, get the fuck out of here because we we're just we're breaking this thing down tonight. We're, well, like, right, we're going, well, we're going. I remember we were talking about like, how are they going to get all this stuff out? It's like 8 p.m. There's still so much stuff. And like uh, we assume like they're just probably going to be here like, all night just packing things up and yeah. moving it out because it was just nuts yeah that was probably the case and probably it was just like you were responsible for your own shit <laughs> so like anyone in like the indie mega booth or any like anyone that any individual that bought their own booth was probably just like we're not giving any helping hands to you you just get your shit and get it out like we don't <laughs> care just go that's how it was when I went to magfest because they were like all right magfest is over motherfuckers get the fuck out and we're like all right get our shit together and they have like a loading dock and I pulled my car into the loading dock and then I walked up and I was like, all right, which exhibit hall is it? Because it's kind of confusing. I walk into one and I look around and it's all exercise equipment. It's just like <laughs> treadmills being like carted in and lining the wall. And I'm like, this is not the right exhibit hall. And I like backed out and like went two over. I'm like, oh, okay, here's here's yeah. here's all the pachinko machines and shit that I was ex- expecting to see and the DDR cabinets. But Kenny, there's one thing you need to say. If you remember that oh. Joe asked you, was it was this like Joe is the light of my life? I love Joe. To, yes, yep, that's it. You need to pronounce your love for Joe. Here I am on record pronouncing my love for Joe. Joe, if you're out there, I love you. You are the light of my life, the sun to my moon, the stars to my sky. Is he the ultra sun to your ultra moon? The ultra sun to my ultra moon. So big you don't even realize it's the sun <laughs> until you're already roasted and dead. So so there you go, Joe. Hope you're listening. Longest call and response ever <laughs> over the course of like two months. All right. Well, gentlemen, you know what just happened? No uh, someone professed his love. Yeah. For- well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was all I got. And then the games industry professed its love for the Electronic Third. Yes. Oh, yeah. That E3. thing happened. That thing. Right. Uh, but before we get into that. Okay. Kenny, what have you been playing? Real quick. Um, currently, I have been playing Overwatch like pretty much everyone else out there. Okay, um, 
Yeah, Overwatch. You say that, but like I haven't had anyone on this podcast to talk to about it. So but, uh, I played uh, Overwatch. We've talked about Overwatch. Okay, yeah, that's right. You have. I, I love I think, Overwatch. Okay. It's, yeah. You can't. You, you love it more or less than Joe? Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna say more just because there's more opportunity for me to get intimate with Overwatch than oh my. to get intimate with Joe. So oh my, <laughs> Overwatch is there for me more yeah, often. Always when I need there. It. <laughs> when I'm alone. But um, yeah, so I've been playing Overwatch, um, Killing Floor Two, which uh, I didn't actually realize I had played it maybe about a week ago and hadn't touched it since. But I didn't realize that they had released until I saw actually today the video for E3 that they released additional content for it. So I'm probably going to be jumping into that a lot more than I was prior. And what is that game? What so is it? Killing Floor Two is like a it's a cooperative zombie shooter, um, kind of akin to Left for Dead, but slightly different because it's almost like a horde type shooter where you just have to survive waves and waves of enemies until you get to a boss. Um, it sounds simple in practice, but what they've done is take this simple formula and just make it really fun and interesting. Um, aesthetically, it reminds me of a lot of like. Uh, if you basically took a hot topic and poured a whole bunch of blood into it, it's very grindhouse. Yeah. yeah okay. That's but, interesting because, like, I've looked, I've only seen like the cover of it, like the box cover, and I'm like, I don't know why, but I get like a payday vibe off of it. it it's slightly similar. I would say it's not as classy as payday, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love that game. Um, it comes from a great developer. Killing for was originally, I believe, a mod for maybe Unreal Tournament mm-hmm. or something, but they basically took that. Um, this you know this group of modders, much like um, almost Gearbox did, I guess, and they're like, oh, we can make a full game out of this. Like, built a full game, Killing Four One did really well. And it's like, all right, we'll make a sequel, and make Killing Four Two, and basically just improved upon their formula. Is Payday not Gearbox as well? Like, isn't it like Gearbox um, published? That's uh, oh, Star- I can't remember. Is it Starbreeze? Maybe no. Starbreeze sounds really familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the logo, and it's like the little like grinning. Shit eating grin sun, like, and I think that's right. Starbreeze. Yeah, that Studios. is Starbreeze. Yeah, that or grin, but grin's dead, so I don't think it's grin. <laughs> uh, but I've heard Killing Four described as like Left for Dead, but the players are supposed to be badasses instead of just survivors. Instead of like fighting to live, you're just fighting to kill zombies. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, th- I think the story premise, and there's not very much of it, is the is that there's of course a zombie outbreak that's taken over the world, but instead of killing, like you said, to survive, it's like, oh, we'll pay you money to kill a whole bunch of zombies. Hell and yeah, that's, you will. So yeah. like all the characters are basically there just to make money. There's mercenaries. And yeah. It's got like a CS:GO element where after every round, the you- amount that you've killed earns you cash you can mm-hmm. spend on bigger better weapons and yeah cool. any loot boxes any hats um there is there used to yeah, not be um but now to kind of monetize it um and of course it's all just um kind of glamorous items like stuff that doesn't particularly impact the gameplay at all just how you look yeah just customizing but you can uh you basically they went the tf2 route where you basically get boxes and then you can buy keys for those boxes and the boxes will unlock and give you items and much like tf2 you can actually trade those items on the marketplace so you can actually i've actually sold some items i'm like oh, i don't like how this looks i'm made like 15 steam dollars off of it yeah. i'm like oh sweet so it's all steamworks mm-hmm. integrated that's cool anything else i've actually gone back because uh, i recently got a ps vita which i know that's kind of a throwback <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure Sony considers it a throwback at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very underrated system, but primarily because the big thing I'm using it for is to play all their classic games. So I have a bunch of old PSP games downloaded. Like I've been playing 
Tactics Ogre, which is fantastic. It's the kind of spiritual predecessor, or I guess I should say Final Fantasy Tactics is the spiritual, you know, sequel to that. Um, fantastic games on there. I've been playing like all the old school PS1, PSP RPGs, Castlevania Symphony of Night. Like, so that's been my kind of go to right now when I'm like, oh, I'm not at home and I've got an hour to burn. So, and you're still playing Final Fantasy 14, aren't you? Yes. And I actually, uh, Right before I came here, actually, I was playing because they just uh, did the early access for the expansion, um, and it's I love that game. It's fantastic. I'm going to spend a lot more time into it. I was playing Black Desert Online for a little bit, but then when I realized the early access was coming, I was like, uh, switch. yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, so I, I've been playing that. I played it pretty much all this morning. So Is there, do either of those use a uh, subscription model? Um, Black Desert Online is free free to well not free to play it's I would just say buy yeah just it's a purchase. buy and then you don't have to do a subscription but the the thing about that game and the way that they make money is the items that you can buy in the cash shop are all ultra convenient almost to the point where they're almost required because there are points where you'll be killing enemies and farming enemies you'll be killing hundreds over like a period of time. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go and individually loot every single one of those. So there's like a loot all. Yeah. So they're, they're, well, the that you have to pay for. Yeah, there are pets that you can buy, but the oh. pets auto loot stuff every five seconds, every ten seconds. So people are like, oh, it's convenient or we need it. But to be honest, when you're playing and you've got all these corpses around you, and you're like, oh, I have to go around and rapidly hit the R key to just pick everything up. It's just easier to have pets, and they just auto do it, so you can just run through and just keep killing things. So that's how they make their money. Uh, that would be like if Blizzard like charged you to use the shift key because that's, oh, yeah. that's basically how you do it. And wow, if I remember <laughs> correctly, like if if you have a bunch of enemies around that you've all killed that you've tagged, you just hit hold shift and right click on one, and then it's just a one loot loot window. It's just, uh, and I mean, like the thing is, most of the items that you get, you're just gonna be selling, like because it's one of those games where like you pick up everything and you just sell everything either to vendor or if they're materials you just sell it on the marketplace. Hmm. Um Final Fantasy 14 is subscription based. There are two tiers. Um I think the lowest tier which is the one that I use is I think $12 a month. But it's basically you're allowed to have one character per server and I think there's a maximum number of characters you can have. The regular subscription which is 14.99 like you usually expect with MMOs, you can have unlimited characters on server so you can just keep making more. But if anyone and I'll probably go into it more in depth later, but if anyone kind of knows how that the gameplay in that game works, you really only need one character unless that character at its base doesn't look how you want it to look. Uh-huh. Just because how it, like you're not locked into classes basically, you can just play any class at almost any time. Is it like the job system and like tactics or something like that? Or you can just yeah, kind of it's transfer? very similar. It's based on whatever your main weapon is that you have equipped is what job you are, and it auto switches. So if huh. you equip like a samurai sword, you're a samurai now. Um, or if you equip a gun, you're a machinist now. So if only that worked in real life. Oh yeah, I'm a samurai now. <laughs> <laughs> you go. Oh, I learned all these now. I know everything. Anything else? Um, I think that's, that's pretty much it. That's what's been taking up most of my time. Uh, like I said, I played Black Desert Online for a bit. Um, that game is not very intuitive or user-friendly. Beautiful game. Great gameplay mechanics. But, I mean, I can imagine a lot of people jumping into that and kind of losing interest just because it doesn't hold your hand at all, which I kind of like, honestly, because it touts itself as kind of an open-world MMO, so you can kind of just go anywhere and do anything. There's no walls basically blocking you um, to an extent, I think. Um, from what my friend told me, they're coming out with an expansion. I don't know if it actually came out already or not or if they're planning to, but 
from what I've been told, there's there's a new continent in the game and you write a boat to get to it and it takes almost an hour writing the boat to actually get to the continent. So oh. And there's no like continent there's in between? No, like, yeah, there's no quick travel or anything. So he's like, oh, you might as well just fish for like a good hour or so. <laughs> Can you fish while the boat moves? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. At least they're merciful in that way. Yeah, it's a very multitasky like game, like setting process. You play in bejeweled place. while you while you're on the boat. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I remember when they released their character creator, just as like a test the waters kind of thing, um, just as like a separate application. They threw the character creation oh, yeah. app out and just like here, you guys make stuff and see how well you like that. And it was outrageously in depth. Yeah, I think that's the part that most people spend most of their time on, to be honest, because I've made three characters, and I think I've spent maybe 30% of the time that I have on Steam playing that game actually just making those characters. <laughs> Is there a penis slider, like in Conan oh, Exiles? No. Unfortunately, there isn't. Whoop, whoop, I whoop, wish there was. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and then you go into the game, and it renders realistic physics on the, on the dong. It's like, wow. It's just flipping and flopping. Just, it's like yeah. one of those wacky, wavy, inflatable tube. <laughs> Our men from the car dealerships. On your pelvis. Oh my just God. going everywhere. <laughs> Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, well, like uh, Kenny here, I've been touching on a lot of Overwatch. Um, I Overwatch. Felt, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, I got a little burnt out over their anniversary event, and I haven't actually played it since much since that ended. Um, it was... I don't know, I've had a lot of fun discussions with a couple other players about this, but I think it has to do with a lot of their players are now to the point where there's not a lot of new cosmetics unless they're event-tied. And, and you can't, you can only get those during the events. Right. So you feel compelled to play to like earn new, better rewards that no one else has yet. And then what you end up getting is in most of these loot boxes are just there. There's nothing there. It's stuff that you already have. So money. Just like, yeah. It just converts Voice to money. Line. Have you, did you see that tweet going around where it's like, this is how I feel about every overwatch loot box. And this guy is like playing the event, the anniversary thing. He's like, all right, come on, come on, skin, skin. And he cracks open the loot box and it's just like, you know, a bunch of, regular items yeah. and, but there's a voice line and i think it's like symmetra or someone he's like what's this voice line and he clicks on it and she just goes that's disappointing and, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was the uh the zenyatta one zenyatta. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah i remember that i actually got that one um damn yeah <laughs> which is ice cold disappointing <laughs> oh geez so i i felt like I was playing it because there were like three skins I really, really wanted and I didn't get any of them. I ended up with enough by the end of it to get one of them out of like the money I earned. So I at least did that. But like I got every other skin and uh, is it same deal with my fiance who like only wanted one of the skins and just didn't get any of them. And we're basically playing like right up until the last hour trying to get 3,000 coins so we could at least get something we wanted. Uh -huh. And it felt stressful. It felt like this whole system was done wrong. And it felt like I didn't really want to play by the end of it. Do you think it's just the pricing? Do you think if they cut the prices on the skins, do you think that would help at all? I think this is something that a lot of people have brought up. I think the biggest thing would make it so event because like event uh, items are always three times the price of their regular non-event counterparts. Seems shitty. Like a legendary skin is a thousand coins, a legendary event skin is three thousand coins. If you get a duplicate of a legendary skin, it's two hundred coins. That you, you get, get it back. Yes. Okay. If you get a duplicate of a legendary event skin, 
it's still 200 coins. Oh. Mm. And so, like, this is a big talking point among a lot of fans. So, like, come on, what the hell is that, Blizzard? You know? And it, it happened several times. I probably would have gotten all the skins I wanted and then some if legendary duplicates were, like, I don't know, 6,000 or 600 coins instead of 200. So, anyway, we were very frustrating. How many hours of Overwatch do you put in, like, on a week? I think I play average. maybe, like, two hours i used to play two hours every evening since the event i think i played maybe like wednesday night a little bit so that was it uh it's like so yeah i didn't play any of this anniversary event okay and i wasn't like actively avoiding it or anything i just like well i have i was there's other stuff i'm playing i was like oh the anniversary event's over yeah i mean it's totally fair honestly yeah (laughs) i mean like i said i'm still not even level 25 yet like i still have never played (laughs) like i'm almost there like 24 and a half still i think they heard a lot of the complaints in the beginning and they were talking about like okay we're having large discussions about loot box revamping and like figuring out how to make the system work better for everyone and instead of i i don't know if they still are going to do something about it or if their answer to it was this but at the the last four days of the event were double xp so you can only oh, wow. you could play like two games and get a loot box instead of seven or eight. Nice. So yeah, I mean that was helpful, but still didn't get anything I really wanted. So it was like felt cheap, frustrating by the end of it. The the thing I didn't like about the anniversary event was the fact that all the skins were legendary skins. There weren't any kind of those in between like you know purple level. I guess they right, were all yeah. legendary. So you had to get like I'm trying to even calculate how many coins you would have to get if you wanted to just straight up buy all the skins but it was just too much like at least the past events there was some consolation in the fact i'm like oh okay at least i can get this or get that something else that i wanted but right they made some really cool looking skins too i Mm -hmm. think the other like the one other thing i pointed out is like none of the things they put out this anniversary were unappealing you know you wanted everything i still think i still think that lucio one's not (laughs) Not that great. What, I the, love that the jazz one. Yeah. I love the jazz skin. I, I just think, I don't know, he just like with his gold metal, his brass legs. That was actually the first one I got. It's a little gaudy. It, it changes it. the sound effects that come out I of mean, his that's abilities. Cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I bought the Null Sector Bastion during the Uprising event. I was like, finally, I can afford a skin. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. All right. There's all my money. Yeah. Like the last day of the anniversary event, I had to make the hard choice of either getting the Cruiser Diva or the Sentai uh, Genji. Uh, and I was yeah. like, I've got almost all the other legendary Diva skins, so I just have to get the Genji one, even though I don't really play him at all because I'm terrible with him. <laughs> but it makes him like do Power Ranger voice Yeah, lines. he's so it's cool. Great. So I was like, I have to get it. Yeah. Wait, was it, was this the Diva? Was this the police officer one? It was, uh, she's wearing like a 50s rockabilly. Oh, oh I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, like the Route 66. That's it, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good way to put it. Connection to it. Um. Yeah, I mean, the three that I really wanted by the end of it were May's Beekeeper, uh, Diva's Cruiser, and Hanzo's, but I already have Hanzo's Wolf one. Like, the way I had made the decision was, like, I already have Hanzo's Wolf uh, skin, and turning your dragons into wolves will never not be cool. Uh, I already had Diva's Officer from, like, the past event, so... So that was the police one. Right, yes, that's, the, yeah. So I went with May's, but it was still just, like, the only three I wanted from the beginning, and the only three that I didn't get out of a box. So, 
Frustrating. Frustrating. Anyway, uh, moving on, because that's a lot of Overwatch talk. Uh, <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah. Uh, t- I took some time to pick up Tokyo 42, which was pretty cool. What is that? Tokyo 42 is, uh, let's say, I don't know, um, Deus Ex. Uh, what is the name of that game? Uh, Human Evolution? Like No, no, no. It, it, well, Deus Ex is like one part of it, but I'm trying to think there's like a syndicate. Uh, yeah it's it's big syndicate influences big syndicate yeah little Um, syndicate (laughs) (laughs) um developers have said like syndicate is a huge factor into them making it so it was like clear where that's coming from so it's it's a lot of like wandering around this really beautiful like stunning open world uh that you can make with uh low poly isometric views and lots of color i mean it's gorgeous and then talking to people, having conversations, completing quests, being sneaky, being shooty, being stabby. Uh, it's a little GTA-esque, but it's a little more on the nose than that. Um, they talk a lot about... They bring up pretty often like the freedom to do things in GTA that you sometimes would feel limited in doing. Uh, like in GTA, there's like a thrill that comes from shooting up a bunch of people. Because, uh-huh. you know, it's bad. You earn stars. You get chased by the cops. You get mowed down. It's what you do. Yeah. Uh, get in, wasted. Right. In Tokyo 42, uh, you kill a lot of people. Cops come, but, like, then the people start regenerating because it's so far in the future that, like, people just don't die. It's like they, they talk about it uh-huh. in that sense in the story world. So it's like, yeah, sure, have a massacre or whatever. And then we'll just, like... <laughs> <laughs> the darkest timeline. Right. <laughs> So um, I think the one biggest complaint that I've heard from practically everyone, and really my only one as well, is that the arts, the art style and the camera angle does not lend itself very well to shooting. Yeah, the isometric. Yeah. yeah. Aiming with like a sniper rifle can be really awkward. And there's definitely shots that like, okay, my cursor is right on him. Click. And then it just, just whiff. miffs completely. And so I wish they might have iron that out a little bit or maybe looked at you know what works and what doesn't work and how can we make it work when it comes to shooting on uh, tons of tiny little people from this pretty top-down isometric pov um aside from that it's i mean it's pretty the missions are really fun i i love like finding new ways to get in and around it's definitely got that deus ex level of like multiple paths multiple options i don't have to go shooty is one thing is it all um, like pretty open areas? Like, are you ever like yeah. caught in a hallway or caught in a building? Yeah, no, it's it's all really open. There's not a lot of indoor spaces. Is the only thing that I'm maybe a little iffy about. But I mean, I kind of get that that goes against their aesthetic. Yeah, it probably wouldn't work with that right. camera. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Tokyo Forty Two. It's a recommendation. To definitely check it out. Yeah, throw it out there. Um. And the next thing is, I haven't played a lot of this, but I did pick up it. Pick it up for a little bit of the test fire. No, they called it a test, test punch. punch. Arms. arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, arms is really cool. Yeah, I, I actually, it's on its way. I it came out yesterday, but I ordered it from Amazon yesterday. So I didn't oh, so you yeah. right? It's gonna be here Monday or Tuesday. I'm ha- hankering to play some more. That was actually really fun. Who'd you go to? Uh, I really like <laughs> Helix. Is super cool. Bite, bite, and bark. <laughs> Or bark and bite. <laughs> I definitely think, uh, actually, I really enjoyed Ribbon Girl's double jump. Um, definitely kept keeps you pretty floaty uh-huh. and uh, hard to hit. Um, was it? I think for the test fire I had, they had her and Twintel uh, was this uh, this new character they introduced. Mm-hmm. Who uh, her arms aren't her arms, but they're like her hair. 
Okay. She's got really oh, curly yeah. hair and extends into two fists, but her, like she, her regular arms are just on her hips the whole time. <laughs> and she's like swaying back and forth. And she's definitely this very like Beyonce-esque idol. Um, and she's got this thing where uh, if you jump and then press jump again in the middle of the air, uh, she'll engage this sort of floaty move. Well, she'll just stay in the air for a little bit. And then whatever attacks come near her get slowed down. So huh. like if you throw your punch at her while she's doing that, uh, the punch slows and it gives you time to react and maybe punch that punch out of the air and, huh. and cool. react. Yeah, so she actually has some really fun mind games to her. And I picked up her up for a little bit and could see where that could that could go. I'm excited to see the evolution of that game. I think yeah. like tier lists are going to get really interesting. I'm also interested to see what the tail is on this game. The tail? Well, just in terms of like how long people are going to play this game. Like, is this going to oh. be like a regular like Evo kind of thing? You're going to see it at Evo as like the the. the I don't know if we're going to see it at pick. Evo. It's um, uh, <laughs> or is it like going to be cool for like a couple months and then kind of? I mean, if 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 Splatoon was any indication, I think Nintendo's new crop of multiplayer games are pretty well regarded and have a pretty good lifespan on them. I'd hope so. I, I really liked where Splatoon went, and I think their regards to more competitive gaming styles is is to be admired yeah um the shout out at e3 that i guess we'll talk talk about when we get to nintendo but they were saying like okay yeah if we we want to be more competitive they launched a specifically competitive oriented twitter account oh really like nintendo nintendo fire nintendo events nintendo punch i don't nintendo remember test <laughs> i can't remember what it's called but they did like they are starting to open up to like okay maybe competitiveness in games is a good thing that's cool. which they don't seem to have done much in the past but i like where arms is going i don't know if we'll see it at evo there's still like a lot of there's a hot debate about like motion controls versus using a pro controller yeah um because you can do both and they both apparently have strengths and weaknesses I'm wondering if that's going to come into it and, and be a big part of, like, if you're competitive, you have to use most controls or something. You got him, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just switch on the fly. Like, if you have the Joy-Cons, just switch from motion and start using the I the wonder joysticks. if they could do that. That'd be weird. Um, but, yeah, and they've already announced, like, at E3, their, their next DLC character, which is all going to be free, but, like... Oh, the guy, what's his name, like, Max Brass or something? That's it, yeah. yeah. He's got, like, the solid <laughs> brass hair and yeah. everything, yeah. He looks like a... Who's, like, the captain in a... Captain Cork from Ratchet and Clank. Yes. He's got that kind of <laughs> vibe much. about him. And he's already got, like, a cool feature where uh, if you guard for long enough, he gains, like, invincibility frames. So, uh... Or, or super armor. That's it. Like, you get hit. No, you invincibility... Keeping the theme of fighting games. Invincibility yeah. frames. Well, super armor is another fighting game theme. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's a... It's a Does he get an infinity stone? <laughs> is it a time stone yeah <laughs> it's a time <laughs> yeah it's a invincibility frames are like frames where you can't be hit and armor is where you get hit but you don't get stunned uh. so like if you have super armor it means like you know attacks can get interrupted like if you're throwing an attack and they attack you in the middle of that then it stops the animation stops the frame resets uh, armor means if you get attacked in the middle of an attack you don't you still carry through huh so apparently his whole thing is going to be that like he gets armor if you got breaking through while. people right yeah that's cool. so that's that's a cool cool mechanic yeah I'm looking forward to playing more when it gets in gets in the mail and that's and that's all you've been playing yeah pretty much all right I'll go quickly through what I've been playing I've still been playing PUBG player unknowns BG <laughs> uh, I still really like it I don't think it likes me back <laughs> is the problem. I'm getting a lot better at it. Like I'm most of the time still finishing like top 10. Uh, it's pretty good. We I had a match where there were three of us left 
and the final circle was inside half of a two-story house. <laughs> so, and I have this video uploaded to YouTube if you guys want to see it, but it's me just sitting underneath the stairwell for like a solid three minutes. I have no idea where, well, I hear a guy upstairs. I don't know where the third guy is. And then like three minutes into me sitting in there, a grenade just comes into my eyesight, eye line, and just like comes into the crawl space I'm in. And so I just sprint out and it's just me having this shoot out with this guy on the bottom floor and the guy upstairs like i don't know what to do oh no it's like it's like we're like the the kill shield or kill dome is like right on the edge of the staircase so we don't know if we can get up so we're just like trying to get back and forth and the guy eventually kills me and then the second he kills me the circle shrank in again and kills him so <laughs> so the guy upstairs had to do nothing to get first place clench clench yeah it's like something like oh dear god yeah, yeah. it was it was freaky uh and then I've been playing with uh, my buddy John, who's like my old elementary school friend. He lives, he moved to like New York in like fifth grade. And now he like, he, he has a degree in like naval architecture and engineering. <laughs> so he works in, uh, he works for some architecture firm out in San Diego and he builds naval ships. Uh, but he was playing. And so I jumped on there with him and his buddies and we were playing uh, a squad team, a squad game, um, which you do a lot worse at. When you're on a team, because like you have to communicate and figure out where shots are coming from, and it's a lot easier to fuck up. But that's fine because you're having way much, way more fun <laughs> playing with people you know. So, because if I was playing by myself and I was getting like 60th place continuously, I'd be pissed off. But it doesn't matter because we're just dicking around and having a lot of fun. So PUBG is still good. Um, I was at Target a week or so ago and I played Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World for some reason. I, was like, <laughs> I just saw the, the demo stand for the 3DS. I was like, oh, I'll play this. And I was like, yep, there's still Yoshi's Island. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was a lot of fun. I liked a lot of stuff they do with Yoshi, like his flutter jump, his feet just turn into a propeller. And when he does his flutter jump and, and a bunch of stuff, it's, 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 it's cute. It's a cute, quaint little game. And Disney Crossy Road, still, 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 still. It's, really, it's the, <laughs> it's the Inside Out weekend, man. So I have to play all these Inside Out characters, uh. and then the special unlock character you get at the end of the weekend is the cut in half dog from Inside Out when she's having her nightmare and they're wearing the dog costume, and then they actually pull apart. So in her dream, it looks like a dog got cut in half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah. Still good. Still Crossy Road. Still Disney. Go. Okay. All right. So that's all we've been playing. Let's talk about E3 2017. So we'll go through the press conferences, which how, how did you guys watch many of them or did you just watch the trailers that came out from them? I basically caught up afterwards. The only one I watched live was Nintendo's. Okay, and there's yeah. there's a short. It's like thirty minutes. Right. Yeah. What about you, Kenny? Um, I watched the Sony one live and a little bit of the Microsoft one. Um, also tuned in a little bit to the PC gaming one, but like pretty much everything else, I just kind of caught up afterwards. I saw Donkey's video. I got the joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was going around. <laughs> I got sent it from someone, some other friend who wasn't on the on the RVA Gaming Jam Slack, and he's like, "Have you seen this?" I was like, "I actually <laughs> haven't seen it yet. I saw like the first like half half minute of it." 4K, um, 4K, 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 9/11, 4K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me bring up the notes. All right. So first stop, EA which went on Saturday, which was pissing everyone off because all the press people had to fly down an extra day because oh. <laughs> like, oh God, because like, it, like it's literally like an extra, like 
several hundred grand like total like throughout all like the outlets that had like buy an extra hotel day set up their stuff for an extra day you know it's it's pretty crazy that you know the esa gets that much leeway to set that stuff up yeah um so i'm just gonna go down the list of the big things they they brought up and you guys stop me if you want to talk about any of them um star wars battlefront 2 was not announced but they showed more stuff about it clone wars yeah that you know it looks like what star wars battlefront was actually needed yeah Yeah. it's i don't know it looks like it'll be better but i'm still not like super confident do you not like the dice battlefront i mean it was just missing so much and felt so awkward and like rushed and unreleased or unfinished hopefully they they learned a lot from that because yeah um, from the from all intents and purposes looks that way yeah i mean i i I completely agree like it felt like they're like hey guys we put in some single player and there's some more stuff going on whereas the last one was almost nothing. it was just bare bones pretty much it seems like um kind of like the titanfall one to two progression Kind of, yeah. Except Titanfall 1 had like a really solid core to begin sure. with. Yeah, it, it was it was an original concept with original mechanics like right from the get-go. And then Titanfall 2 was just like, okay, we listened to feedback and added all of the extra stuff you guys wanted to. I think it was just the DICE team trying to think like, okay, how do we adapt Battlefield to Battlefront? And kind of coming up short on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anthem? I didn't watch. I didn't watch much of EA's one. I watched the demo at the Microsoft thing because there was like the playable demo. So I don't know what they did at EA. Yeah, I mean EA. They it was just basically. Kind of, I think it was just like a pre-rendered kind of demo thing. Like that was the only thing that I actually, other than maybe a little bit of uh, Battlefront Two, that was really the only thing I particularly paid any attention to at the EA conference. Okay. So it looked okay. I, I yeah. I'm excited to see more, but I'm not like crazy hopeful. I'm uninterested in let's say 50% of the world design it felt way too destiny to me yeah 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 I, it definitely seems like bioware does destiny yeah it's like here's mech suits also here's like a freestanding city with a giant wall to protect it from the outside also here are freelancers fill out your 1099 please <laughs> <laughs> it's uh <laughs> i want to get hit by those taxes <laughs> right yeah quarterly quarterly returns <laughs> I think uh, their method of going about like getting players to feel really cool and powerful and like hear your crazy superpowers being these mech suits that you can customize. Yeah. I think that's a better way to go than Destiny's just like, oh, you're magic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're powerful. But, yeah. Uh, but it's still like, it, it's it, again, it's all EA pre-rendered, pre-recorded. They had those really awful, cringy game gamer actors oh, uh, play. Yeah. The, the Let's Players? Like the ones it that went, were on screen? Oh, no. Oh, you're talking for about... The, for yeah, the yeah. trailer. The multi... Like, okay. They recorded pre-recorded voice lines for players, basically. Was it, was it like, it's like, have you been there yet? Yeah. No. Let's yeah. call Kim Waiter. He needs the Okay, XP. so the, the, this yeah. is the Microsoft one we're talking about. Right. This, this is, is the, the an, this is the Anthem trailer. Right. Yeah. And then, like, and then like they kill a bunch of guys, and, like, one of them drops a legendary, and one of the girls playing is like, come on, come on, yes. And he's like, what is it? And she's like, Kappa's Wrath, or like, something like the name yeah. of the rival. Yeah. And just, it's so cringy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whereas in reality, it'll be like, all right, what did I get? Ah, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, you just keep playing. <laughs> It's just one person just shouting racial slurs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, can we mute him, please? <laughs> yeah, that 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 obviously wasn't the like the thing that got me really excited was just the jetpack. Yeah, when mm-hmm. like when she like dives underwater and is like going underwater and then jumps back up. I was like, that could be the whole game if the whole game's just oh, an yeah. exploration game and you're just flying around like 
Freeform Flight just sells me on anything. Yeah, perfectly yeah. okay. Love Dark, <laughs> love Dark Void. Just I'm on board. That was possibly the one thing that like made me want to play Xenoblade Chronicles X more than anything was a giant flying mech suit that you get. Admittedly, like the worst part was maybe like 30, 40 hours into the game, uh-huh. but you do get that, and then you're just like yes, you're flying everywhere. And <laughs> in, in New Game Plus for Fez, you get flight. Really? Yeah. Oh. But but you have to figure out how to do it, and you can do it in the regular in the first playthrough but it's it's a it's a controller combination but there's a puzzle that you like when you use like the translation blocks that you get in the really like obtuse puzzles like it, it's just a it's just a button combo and she's like what and then you do it and then uh gomez is just flying around that's awesome <laughs> yeah i i barely finished fest i need to go back to that one I actually need to finish it i really like i got it on pretty much every single platform i own. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that along with like the day of the tentacle remake oh, and yeah. and uh thomas was alone and i'm about to buy skyrim <laughs> yeah i'm about to buy cave story for like the 15th time when that comes out for switch yeah were you gonna say something earlier kenny oh uh so with with anthem the the thing that kind of scares me and i think it's something that scares a lot of people that are kind of veterans of video game trailers and hype was the fact that oh this is a gameplay trailer and watching you're like this is a real gameplay <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, specifically the part where they're walking through the bazaar yeah mm-hmm. i was like yeah this i mean i mean they're using frostbite so i'm like kind of half believing it mm-hmm. but i don't know also it might be super jarring doing the first person but all in a crowded space and also you're getting stopped by npcs every second i don't know i think it was super cool and super like like got great buy-in for me but yeah i don't know yeah it's it, all crazy scripted they it's gonna are. be interesting to see how they kind of do the destiny's take on uh like that hybrid mmo shooter kind of thing so hopefully they do it better yep a way out did you guys see that? Yeah. The Prison yeah. Break game. That looked promising. Yeah. It's by the guys that made Brothers. Mm, right. It's, it's not Starbreeze. It's like the actual creator that was from Starbreeze. Mm. I, I don't know if he left or like, I don't know if he was like contracted from Starbreeze. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just basically uh, co-op, cooperative co-op Prison Break. So it's you and another guy trying to break from a prison. I guess you're doing, you're setting up all of these events to get yourself out of the prison. It is interesting that it is like hard co-op, capital C. Like, yeah, it's like co-op only. Can't play it local. Can't play it by yourself. Oh, no, you, oh, you, you can play it local. You can play you can, local. You can, you can do split screen, but yeah. yeah, you can't do it without a partner. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting move. I think as long as they're very clear and upfront about that, it'll work out okay. Do you think they'll be clear and upfront about the price? You know, no idea. Because uh, <laughs> I bet you this is probably going to be a sixty dollar uh ask and people aren't going to want to pay 60 dollars for a co-op only yeah. that's the narrative big thing. driven yeah because yeah. i think like trying to make it work for two people to have like the same amount of time every day to play through it is going to make that difficult i wonder if they're going to set it up like episodically maybe or it's like here's like you know you first get into the prison and you finish this arc and then you can put it down if you want to and then get into the actual prison what break. A strange world where you're like looking forward to the release of the next episode of a video game like you would a TV show. <laughs> and you have to like, if it's a game like this where it's co-op, you have to be like your friend like, oh, the next episode's coming out this weekend. You want to get together and play through it? And like, well, yeah. I meant episodic in terms of like they just structure it like chapters. Where oh, it's like I'm sure oh. they'll do that. Yeah. Where there's yeah, like yeah. very clear breaking points even like like an Alan Wake where it's like there's a credit roll yeah. or something. The, just to make it very clear that like you can stop here. <laughs> 
the trailer made it look very, very clear like they were going to have separate story beats and instances. Yeah. Like, here's them in the prison, and here's them prison, in. prison, here's prison them in. breaking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's them like on the lamb. Here's them like meeting up with their old families and like yeah. trying to mend stuff. It's like, yeah, they were, they were like, they already spoiled, like, oh, hey, they get out of prison. But you know, it's spoilers. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a very hard bet to make like a hard co-op game like you have to have someone else to play with you because mm-hmm. i mean even games that lend themselves to that formula like there are people that want to play them but may not necessarily have friends that are interested in those games um i know i personally know a lot of people that like yeah they love playing video games and they may not be interested in the same games i am i'm not interested in the same games they are but if there's someone that's interested in this game i think it's gonna be a bigger barrier for someone to really make it worth, like you're saying, you know, paying a sixty dollar yeah. entrance fee. If you're like, oh, I have to have someone else. I think they should do commit. Yeah, I think they should do thirty dollars, two pack bundle at sixty, or maybe yeah. forty five dollars for single buy, sixty dollar two pack. That would actually work. that'd be a great business model. Yeah. I mean, like put all the savings that they uh, made not having to write a co op partner AI. Into, <laughs> into, yeah, just that. Just that. Uh, programmer the ai programmer took a vacation and by vacation i meant laid off (laughs) (laughs) all right right. what else we got need for speed payback which might as well just be called burnout 4 okay i will say that was one of the most entertaining reveals exciting trailer well it was i just remember uh they had some youtube personality like introduce it and he like forgot (laughs) what the game was like and awkwardly smiled at the camera for maybe like five or six seconds. Oh, yeah. And I was just cringing the entire time. <laughs> no, oh. he's just sitting there in silence and like it's like <laughs> a minute or two passes and another guy walks up to him and like pushes him on like, okay, thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Yeah. There uh, was, uh, oh gosh, there was like a live stream of that trailer and oh, it was, do you guys know YouTube Haiku? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like YouTube videos cut up into like fifteen seconds for like the funniest bits. But okay. Someone like took a live streamer who was like doing his reactions to that trailer, and oh, Jesus Christ, just cracks me up the way he like uh, is like, oh, don't tell me she's gonna jump out of the helicopter and pop out of the back of the truck <laughs> in like a shinier car, and then she does. And he's like, oh my god. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah. I bet you this is what's going to happen. And then it happens. One <laughs> <laughs> just starts laughing. That's funny. I mean, I think it looks awesome, though. I think it's like someone took Burnout and Fast and Furious and mashed them together. And I really like Burnout. Like, I played a lot of Burnout 3 takedown. Oh, yeah. Fantastic game. Never played Paradise, but I know everyone loves Paradise. Uh, but I just I just want to fucking... I want deformation car models. I want to smash them into concrete pillars. Mm-hmm. Um so, the only thing I ever played like Need for Speed or Burnout for was to make really cool looking cars. I didn't race very much. I just borrowed my friend's copies and I'm like, can I make a cool truck? Trick out the <laughs> colors. I always gave it like white wall tires because got to have white wall tires. <laughs> <laughs> it's a requirement. Spinning rims. That's right. Yeah. Um, Battlefield 1 DLC takes place at night. I, I, I'm right. actually particularly, not particularly, but I'll say I'm interested because I did play quite a bit of Battlefield 1. I think it's a great game. Um, and I actually watched some of the gameplay that they were doing with a bunch of the YouTube personalities at E3, and it looked really interesting because it actually looked like it really changed the dynamic of how you play. Because a lot of the maps aren't... They're not really like... 
either they're all very open or all very close spaced. But seeing how even just making things darker and seeing how that changes how you play and how you react and how much more intense and kind of like disturbed you kind of play where you're like, oh my God, what was is that person? Is that person? Yeah. But like, I think that's going to be interesting. And I'm interested to see what goes on with the new DLC. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's a great game. Very frustrating game, but it's just one of those shooters where it's really easy to get mad. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a fun game. I'm, I hope to see that they keep going with it. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I think I think making night scenarios is is an interesting choice um sports madden fifa nba live sports ball i I think the only thing i saw about that was that they're adding like a story mode to to madden which is (laughs) kind of interesting but well they added a a story mode to the the nba followed tom brady's downfall (laughs) well it's like his ascension yeah (laughs) well from what i read a lot of choices you make as a player (laughs) a lot of people are criticizing it because they don't take advantage of the fact that your character is just a set character that you play as like Mm. a set football player that you play as which is like eh, like people want to see themselves in those situations so all right madden story mode but you play as Adam Sandler from Waterboy. <laughs> if only. It'll be DLC. It'll be the first Madden I ever buy in my <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they talked about this seed internal incubator thing. I like. I didn't watch this part I have no of idea what you're I, talking I, I about. Really There's some sort of incubator EA. Okay. There's some game dev incubator. Huh. So that's EA. Those are the major things from EA. All right. Microsoft. Uh, the big thing that they started. Start with the Showstopper Boys. Xbox One X. Gonna give it to you. Five, I have a lot XXX to say about bone, that. XXX. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. Right. Uh, coming November seventh. It's got the four K. It's got the four K. I've heard it, it. I've heard it might play games in four K. It mm. might possibly do the ultra HD that you, your heart desires. I've also heard rumors that like it's going to make things look four K even on ten eighty p screens. It and probably like, has an upscaler. I had it. to. Yeah. I, I just I choked a little bit on my own laughter for a second. I don't know. I think Phil Spencer has the hardest job right now <laughs> in video games that he has to go out and sell the second place console and just be like, okay, now this, oh now we're going to give this to you. How, how do you like that? Another fuckers? option. <laughs> oh God, how do we, how do we explain it's 4k on a 1080 screen? You're never going to buy this. What the hell? <laughs> uh, high dynamic range and then Xbox one enhanced games. Um, Xbox One X enhanced games, which is basically like the boost mode in the right. PS4 Pro. Right. I, I mean, well, when I heard that, I was like, really? Yeah. That's what you're doing? That That's it? Oh, the, the thing that was interesting, I heard it's water-cooled. Yes. Which is kind of crazy. Yes, it's got a water nuts. It's got a ventilation chamber. Wow. But, like, the problem I have specifically with the Xbox One, and I, I've had multiple discussions with people about this, um, because me and a lot of my friends who play video games our basic setup is we have a gaming PC and then a PS4 because almost half the exclusives that come on Xbox One are on PC as well. Right. So I think it's great that Microsoft went that route of kind of expanding their ecosystem of allowing you to play a lot of the Xbox One games on PC. But at the same time, that completely negates the reason for me and the great majority of people I know to actually get an Xbox One. Because if they're saying, oh, well, it's a media center, it's like, we already have a PS4, and there are games <laughs> only on PS4 that you can't play anywhere else on any other platform that we want to play. So, you know, it's just common sense to go, well, I already have a gaming PC, I'll buy a PS4 for the games on that, and then just kind of ignore the Xbox One completely. PS4 is just murdering exclusivity. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, but 
Xbox got that PUBG. Oh, it's that's a, right. It's got a limited console exclusivity. It's coming to that X-Bone. Yeah. Player unknown himself. I fucking when Phil Spencer said that, he's <laughs> like, and here's player unknown himself, and then whatever the guy's regular name is. It's just a fat white guy. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's him. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, these are still video games. <laughs> they could have carted literally anyone out, and I would have been like, "Yep, okay." That, that's player unknown. He, probably he's unknown. I yeah, don't know. Who knows? <laughs> he's fucking ice frog too. For all I know, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Could have just been like an older woman. This <laughs> <laughs> his grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> I've made battlegrounds. <laughs> Back in the day, we used to wave at people before we shot them. <laughs> I can snipe any motherfucker from 500 meters. 360 no scope. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so I was like, yes, it's coming to consoles. Fuck, it's the wrong console. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. <laughs> But you gotta admit, they probably, like, the second that thing, like, the week after that game came out, you, Phil Spencer was probably just on the phone, like, oh, yeah. We need this. Yeah. Get, we have to get it. Get this for me. <laughs> um, I will give you all of the money. <laughs> I will just peel off 1% of whatever Minecraft is making right now and <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> Funnily enough, there's so many jokes out there. It's like, oh, Minecraft in 4K. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the, the voxels, the voxelier. <laughs> I could see all of the edges. <laughs> Ooh, 4K gaming. I wonder what they'll show off with that. And like, here comes Minecraft. <laughs> oh, okay. It, oh, just looks it. Like, it just looks like Rust. <laughs> 4K Minecraft. Uh, but yeah, I think I think pricing at $500 was a big mistake. That's, yeah, it's rough. They just pulled, they just did the same. And I think... Because it's going to drop in like a couple months. Well, that and like... After it's it releases. It's the same thing that they did with the original xbox one yeah it's just Sony came out it's like hundred dollars less motherfucker i think they're just looking to to get like the three or two like two or three fanboys who are gonna buy it at that price well i think if they priced it at 400 it would be at a loss like just given what because it almost definitely it's like i mean i feel even now they're probably selling at they would be selling at a loss even at 500 I maybe bet. um i don't the water cooling setup you might be right that's yeah that's not cheap when the water wars start, we're going to be cracking open our Xbox <laughs> oh, One <man>. Xs <laughs> and how, shrinking out. How long do you want to bet from release until oh, no. one of those water cooling system breaks and fries oh, someone no. X, someone's Xbox One someone X? Murdered. <laughs> died because they were playing in the puddle of their water cooler. <laughs> well, I, I feel like Microsoft is doing or making the same mistake that Sony made during the last console cycle where they're like, this is our awesome, powerful console, ultra expensive. And the first wave of it's gonna suck and break down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no one's gonna like it. And that's how I think that's how. Is that what happened to the PS3? Yeah, like the 360, I felt like dominated the last console cycle just because it was cheaper. And despite the fact that it was less reliable, I mean, Red Ring of Death, things like that. It mm-hmm. had it had the games on it. it had Halo right. and everything, like all those Gears of War, all of that stuff that you couldn't really that you couldn't get on PC at least at the time. Right. Yeah. I thought um, you were saying that the PS3 also had a fail. A, a significant fail rate. Well, it had like the well, it didn't have Ye- the same fail rate, oh, yeah. but it did have yeah. a yellow light thing that. going on. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I think Microsoft's making that mistake, which they should have seen because that's what made them win the last console cycle, and I think that's what Sony learned from and is doing this console cycle, which is why the PS4 is doing so much better than the Xbox One. The thing is, because Microsoft had to go through so much like uh, 
changing of hands in, in their in their in their management because like yeah. you know I think Mark Witten headed up a decent amount of the 360 life cycle and then he left or I don't know changed the visions I don't know exactly how it went but and then uh, uh, who went after who Don Matrick did the announcement for the for the Xbox One he was like the one that's like oh if you don't want to be permanently online or don't have to worry about like having DRM on your console we have a console for you. It's called the 360. Oh, like just not giving mm, a shit. Jeez. And, then a, and then like we remember that the week after they did that announcement where like everyone was like, Are you fucking kidding me with this permanent DRM shit? And Don Matrick left to be <laughs> CEO of Zynga. Uh so he that was like his like fuck you to Microsoft. It's a good place for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I think I think he's not even at Zynga anymore. Well, um, Zynga's tanking. Yeah. Well, Actually, probably not just not being in the news much. Yeah, it's just not. In, They're probably the still making good money. It's not the Farm Phil Heights. Right. And then, so then Phil Spencer stepped up and, you know, Phil Spencer was at Microsoft Game Studios forever. Um, so he, like, legitimately cares about, like, the Xbox as a premier game console. And I think they just wanted to be too much like a PC. I think probably someone, maybe Phil Spencer, pushed a lot for it to be, like, it needs to be, like, a mid, mid to high tier pc like specs like that six teraflops one billion transistors and then <laughs> he probably told upper management that and satya nadella is probably like okay well we have to price it accordingly because fucking not taking a loss on this yeah and he's like but if we price it accordingly we're not going to sell any and there's probably a back and forth with that and you know upper management probably won out and so it's still almost definitely going to go down in like a couple months. Oh yeah, I will give it like half a year. Oh uh, yeah, it's half a year. That sounds that sounds right. You're probably going to see some sort of some sort of discount coming up on it. But yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I think these half step consoles. I don't know. They're for people who can afford a 4K TV, I guess. <laughs> Which I mean, none of my friends can. Yeah. Or if you haven't bought a con, but even I'd if you- rather it focus on 60 frames per second than higher oh, resolutions. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. I've heard people uh, echo that statement. Yeah. Echo that feeling. Um. So let's talk about the actual games that they had. Um. Oh, and they also announced backward compatibility <laughs> for original Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah. Which that's I think, actually pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Because there's like no way to play Jet Set Radio Future right now, unless you have that and an old original Xbox. Radio Future, so yes. not just regular Jet Set not, Radio. Not the Dreamcast one, right. but the one that got released only on Xbox for some right. reason in like 2005. Is the is the Steam version not just Jet Set Radio Future? That's just but... the original Jet Set Radio. Oh. There's no way to play Future without an original Xbox and the original game. Or oh. going through some illicit means. Hmm. <laughs> well, Tell me more. <laughs> there aren't actually any decent Xbox emulators right now. Although, huh, wait, no, I thought they'd like... Coming out of the woodwork, there's one now. Yeah. There's like one starting to show up, but then and they apparently like... Microsoft is working with them huh. to make that as accurate as possible right. and maybe sell it, I'm assuming. I mean, if they make a PC, Xbox, like Microsoft sanctioned emulator. Yeah. yeah. That'd, that'd be pretty actually, cool. That'd be pretty cool, actually. I'll play Halo 2 on yeah. my PC. Yeah. 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 So that that's cool. Uh, props for that. Bring back, bring. I want fucking Halo 1 uh, PC version, collector's or anniversary edition, whatever it was called. <laughs> I think maybe it was just regular combat evolved. Uh, and then I want to to hack. I want to change some any files, and I want an automatic sniper rifle that, <laughs> that shoots fucking warthogs. There you go. <laughs> and tanks the frame rate. God, that was so much fun. We yeah. just what was that island? Was it relic? I I forget what the island level was called. Um, but we're just Zanzibar. No, no, no. It's like it, it's like three six like surrounded by water on all sides. It wasn't like a beachhead. Um, I think it was relic or something similar. Okay, but we're just standing on the on the beach, and he's just like, what? My friend was just like, watch this. Pulls the trigger. Wait like a solid half a minute. 
warthog spawns, <laughs> and then it just rockets into the horizon. <laughs> oh, man. One of my favorite game memories. I, I think I had a friend with a modded copy who had SMGs that shot rockets. And it was just like... <laughs> Oh, that's so pretty good. funny because yeah. like the recoil on the smgs which is like <laughs> da, 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 and then you do like the click out where like they throw the magazines out like right. it flexes his wrists and then you click in another one <laughs> uh, and then we got halo 3 and that's basically what the needler became yeah i just, just want to play some hulk ultimate destruction man yeah i like that game, that game. that's a good game um Okay, uh, I'll go through these. I'm just going to say these and you stop me, all right? Forza Motorsport 7. Pass. Pass. Metro Exodus. Oh, oh there you go. That's really good. There's I, a motherfucking Soviet steam train. Dude, it, all the color. Yeah. That was, I love how they how they, they sort of slowly ramped up like, oh, okay, good. It's another Metro game. Like, you know, you didn't need any more than that. And then they're like, bam, open, <laughs> colorful world. Real, and and then they came out and said like I I'm happy with this. It's not actually open world, quote unquote. It's just open levels. Okay. It's like Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Yeah. It's like multiple paths to get through anything. Yeah, I've never played any of the Metro games, but they're, they're great. Yeah, they are definitely fantastic. Heard good things. If you bullet currency, got your good bullets, you got your bad trash bullets, which is a fantastic mechanic. I actually only recently found out. And this is after I played through. I think it was 2033 and Last Light. Uh Um, that you can like hold the reload button and swap out your crappy bullets for your currency bullets and do like a butt ton more damage (laughs) but they're your currency you're basically spending money money. to get through the level easier it's like the uh do you ever have like the invincibility uh armor in twilight princess oh Oh, yeah and it it drains your rupees right yeah and then the second you're out of rupees wink gets super slow yeah. it's just like slowly stomping around and i think you take more damage at that point too maybe they don't, don't actually block damage anymore i don't know and uh oh geez so yeah I, I think metro oh one last thing to say for metro if you do ever up uh playing them play them without a hud they designed the whole game to be played without one it's like the air gauge and stuff on it right like bringing that up it's and- like all the weapons are designed so you can see their ammo like the uh, like the smg has the belt like that runs through it over the top and you can like see like oh. how far it is through um different things like that where you're just you're meant to play it without a heads-up display oh huh. yeah that's pretty cool all right I threw it in there at the last minute for anyone who wanted it but don't do it it's a great game yeah. it's for you yeah for the fans Assassin's Creed Origins, mm. pass. <laughs> I think I think that UI is very cluttered in that game because like they did a little gameplay video and it's got like the 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 compass map, the compass pointer on the top, and they have like a bunch of UI in the upper right hand corner, your health in the upper left, mini map, all this shit. And I was like, they need to just do a stripped down UI for an Assassin's Creed game. Like it's just I I just haven't really felt crazy excited for an Assassin's Creed game since three. And that was kind of a letdown. <laughs> yeah. So four ended up being pretty good. Yeah. But then, like after that, I just, I just I haven't cared. I, I apparently they redid the combat in this, which uh, the combat was serviceable. I think the stealth is horrible in those games, but oh, yeah. Yeah. the the combat was serviceable. Um, I don't know. I might check it out. I haven't played one since. I played like two hours of three, hmm. maybe a little bit more. I played all of two. Really like two. I played all of one. Really like one. I just think there need to be more colonial America games. And that's, that's what got me excited for it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it was still the yeah. same boring Assassin's Creed shit. All right, so I was, I was thinking about this, actually. We'll take a minute for this. What's your ranking of the the, the settings between, like, Colonial America, 
uh, let's include Egypt, um, uh, Golden Age of Pirates, uh, Industrial Revolution, French Revolution. What was another one? The Renaissance. Renaissance. Um, and then it was the like Crusades yeah, was the first Crusades. one. Mm-hmm. I still think Colonial America is at the top for me. Yeah. It just like, I don't know, if we're going gameplay-wise, yeah, it isn't gameplay-wise. Setting-wise, uh, Colonial America... Um, Gameplay wise, got to shoot red coats. Yeah, I guess it's all right. Uh, there was uh, the pirates one was actually, I guess, just because I really liked four. Four ended up being pretty fun. Um, gosh, uh, actually, and then aside from two, those are the only ones I've played. Okay, so I guess the Renaissance. <laughs> what you, Kenny? Was your favorite? Song? I, I would concur, just because the American Revolution, like early America's. Like not a setting that's touched very often in video games, mm-hmm. um, but I would definitely agree that for me it would go like a Revolution, Pirates, and then probably Renaissance. Primarily because like if you look at stuff like Industrial Revolution stuff like them, like that's kind of already covered by a lot like that kind of like atmosphere and feeling. Sherlock like, Holmes esque. Yeah, it reminds me. It reminded me a lot of like yeah, Dishonored, for instance, and yeah. games like that. I'm like that. Setting is kind of like covered by a lot of other Steam games. Steampunk is kind yeah, of like kind a of definition of yeah, like, yeah. You know, smoke and coal everywhere, that kind of thing. So I definitely think American Revolution was the top one. So I really, mm-hmm. I, I, I like this the the setting of three, but I mean, I don't know. I really like two. I really like the Renaissance. I, I still think Brotherhood or two was like the best. Yeah, for me at least, out of all of those games. So if reviews come out and it's like, holy shit, where was this Assassin's Creed the whole time? Like maybe. I'll get into it, but until then, pass. Pass. All right. Mm, Deep Rock Galactic is like some sort of indie game. It looked like uh, Astroneer, kind of. It's like a squad-based thing. Uh, I don't think a, I saw anything of that. It's a little bit. It looks it's like a voxel, low-poly-based. Like, like uh, there's a game on PS4 called Helldivers where it's like... Um, oh, Helldivers yeah. is great. It's similar, it looks similar to that, but first person. Yeah. Okay. But so right. with like the aesthetic of... Like Astroneer. Okay, you know cool, game. cool. Um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I already talking about that. Uh, State of Decay Two. I am excited for that. Except for some zombies, I know nothing about State of uh, Decay. I played the first one, and despite the technical downfalls of the first one, it was very fun. Um, it was something I felt like that hadn't really been done in specifically zombie games. It was almost like you basically managed a group of survivors and like there's resource management and relationship management. It didn't get very deep, uh-huh. but it was in there. So you had to find food, you had to find weapons, you had to find medicine. And like, you would be going around like scavenging in different towns. You'd find other survivors and like, you're like, wait, are they cool? Are you cool? Like, are you going to try and kill me and take my stuff? We cool. <laughs> yeah. And then you would also find other like small settlements that you can form relationships with and like help them out and they'll help you out. That kind of thing. Um, the first game was fun. It felt unfinished kind of like i would say 85 percent done like there were just certain things that seemed like it was missing but if they do stay of the k2 well like i'm very excited for that game so i'm more than likely going to pick that up when it comes out because i played the crap out of the first one cool uh cross-platform minecraft in 4k <laughs> wow <laughs> you know actually i am pretty excited to be like be able to play it on my phone come home play it on my computer play it on my switch and like be on the same server for yeah. each one that's pretty know? interesting yeah um, Dragon Ball Fighters. 
I will say it looks amazing. It does it look does. amazing. Visually, it like I could not tell half the time if it was like the animation from the cartoon or if it was the game. So they're using they the Guilty Gear engine, and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Using, clearly using the Guilty Gear Zerd engine, which is basically making 3D models look like 2D right animations. And uh, if I had any interest in the Dragon Ball IP, I'd probably be really into that. Cool. But yeah. Uh, the okay. So, so they so they show that one right. Or they're, they're doing, I, f- I forget exactly what the chronology in the press conference goes. This guy comes out, kind of like 40s, early 40s, maybe mid 40s guy comes out with a mic on and he starts commentating this fight and it's a, it's a, like a third person shooter thing and no one has any idea what it is. And the guy is just like, oh, and, and he's calling by like their usernames. He's like, oh, and, and Hellraiser is like coming around and they're, they're in the fight. And, they're, 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 and the guy and the lower third comes up with the commentator's name and his name is Jethro Toll. And I'm like, what? Who? Na- <laughs> what? Okay. A, did, all right. First question. Did you name him after the band or the actual British agriculturalist? And then second question, Why? <laughs> and so but yeah so it's it, it was a it was a like a, a live gameplay quote-unquote it was it was it was footage for the darwin project which mm. nick and joe from instant replay live they played at pax east and they said they really liked but it's almost it's kind of like player unknowns battlegrounds in that it's a kind of battle royale hunger game situation interesting um i know nothing more about it because literally they showed like a minute of these people fighting on the screen and Jethro Tull shouting at them and yeah. then the title card and that was it. And then they went on to the next thing. So I have no idea what's going on. Okay. It's the first time hearing of it. Yeah, same. Uh, Black Desert Online coming to Xbox. Okay. I think it's not a good move. For Black Desert Online? To move on to a console. No, I, I like, is, is, is the UI like heavy on mouse and keyboard? Like... I would say, well, it's interesting because the combat in the game, out of any MMO that I've ever played, the combat in this game's, with the exception of maybe like Vindictus or uh, Terra, is very action oriented mm-hmm. and very like impactful. Like you can actually, like much like a fighting game, you could physically actually grab an enemy. Like there's a move when you're playing as a monk or a striker where you can actually grab an enemy, drag them along the ground, and throw them at another enemy. And oh, they wow. actually show, like, it's not like. You know, like, it's so when you're playing MMOs, it's almost this kind of, like, ethereal feeling, like, floaty feeling when yeah. you're doing combat, where it's just like, oh, I'm just hitting keys and, like, slightly moving out of the way, and, like, I can see the effects hitting them, but they're, it doesn't feel impactful at all. Like, right. they just shake a little bit and they keep coming at you. But in this game, it's hyper-impactful. So, I guess the combat can lend itself to playing on a console, because I do have friends that play it with, like, an Xbox One controller or DualShock 4 on their computer. The problem is that this game, as I said before, is not newbie friendly at all. It does not hold your hand. It's maybe like 10 minutes of tutorials and then you're just out there and you have to like, I didn't know what I was doing until I spent maybe three hours actually reading and looking up tutorials about what I needed (laughs) to do in terms of like how you make money, what resources are, well, you can hire workers and there's a whole node system with resources so you don't have to go farming for things and like. It's great in the way that you can kind of do whatever you want. Like players will just sit there and be merchants or, you know, resource creators like mining and things like that or crafters. RP. Yeah. Like it's a lot of that, which is great and it's very open. But on the other hand, because it's that open, like you're not, there's so much to do. You're not sure what to do. And it's very easy to kind of mess up what you're doing in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. 
I don't think it's a great move to a console because like the opinion or feeling I get when people buy a console is like, oh, I want a game that, you know, like I kind of can just jump into and start playing. Like it's a little more acceptable on PC because there's so many games and so many games on PC are kind of like that where it's like, we're just dropping you in here and you figure things out, which half the time that's the appeal of those kinds of games. But on console, that's not really something you expect. So yeah, I don't know if it's a wise move for them to move that to a console. I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see how they're going to translate a PC-focused game into mm-hmm. a controller layout. I'm also curious to see that for PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds because there's a <laughs> lot of like UI shit where it's like you're looting stuff, you're hitting tab thousands of times, open up your your backpack and you're just throwing shit and just <laughs> throwing shit everywhere and equipping it. So I'm super curious how that is going to translate to console. Uh, the last night. I thought that looked amazing. It does look amazing. Are you familiar with this? Did you see this game? I'm not sure if I did. So it's oh the, the pixel art one, yeah, like the okay. cyberpunk. Some reason I was picturing like last oh. night is in like Night and Shining. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. And I remember reading all about the, uh, the milkshake director duck. dickhead, uh, milkshake yeah. duck supreme. Jesus, yeah. Apparently, he made a statement about it. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's trying to realize that. Oh, geez, I'm reaching a wider audience if I don't be such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, do you familiar, do you know what we're talking about Kenny about? I only know about the game. I've heard anything about him. Uh, apparently, he came out like in what this was. Someone sh- shared a tweet from like 2014. He was mm-hmm. like talking in support of GamerGate and like all this uh, stuff. Oh, and, mo- and less okay. from the perspective of like not like hey, I hate women, but more of the perspective of like isn't this in like intelligent discourse or like shouldn't we consider like isn't he basically he bought into that this is about ethics and game journalism this isn't about mm. you know well you know mistreating women or minorities and so but like him and i forget who's publishing it um i want to say it's like starbreeze or something it's like <laughs> oh, we fall back to starbreeze yeah. <laughs> it's always starbreeze <laughs> brought to you by starbreeze everything today uh, is starbreeze yeah i don't i, I forget who is maybe it's, no it's devolver is it? I, could I, see, I don't well, remember. if it's from the Microsoft conference, then it's probably not Devolver. Yeah, because I don't remember seeing Devolver anything about it in conference. the Devolver like video. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that video was like one game yeah. announcement. It. I don't know. I felt I, it, it's some mid to maybe it's maybe it's tiny build or something. I don't know. Okay. It's it's some indie publisher. Um, yeah, I mean, he he made a statement. He said like, you know, you know, I've kind of learned from what I said back then. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Okay. The, uh, I mean, I'll separate art from artist if it's really, really good. Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah. Will was talking about that a couple months ago because he asked me. He was like, "Do you separate art from artist?" And if and I didn't even think about it from the perspective of like if an if the artist is like racist or the, a horrible human being, or I thought of it as like, do I consider like the artist intent in when I'm consuming something? Mm-hmm. Or, and I was like, oh no, he meant this. Like, if the artist is an asshole. I yeah. ca- I kind of found that quandary with Fez because I know yeah the yeah. for that is it's a different type of asshole yeah. ship. It's like that's like kind of like a Dan Harmon asshole yeah, <laughs> uh, which is yeah like you said it's its own quandary. Uh, da, 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 da. And then there was the other two D three D hybrid game, the Artful Escape, which was just him like freaking out on I a guitar. I tried too hard. Yeah, when I watched, it, I was like, "You guys are trying way too hard." I didn't see anything about this. It's this guy, so he's like running through a cityscape at first, and then he like, and then he gets. Uh, gordon freeman-esque suit and then he like jumps through he jumps in the air and then like he the camera like crosses through like a tree and then it turns into like this mindscape like hippie thing and he's like playing like this crazy guitar rift and he's like floating on this flying flower and it's just a bunch of it's like a psychedelia like mind 
expansion thing. Excellent. They said nothing about what the actual game is. Okay. I guess I think it, I think it just tried too hard trying to tap into that kind of weird like not weird in a bad way but you know that weird like kind of like what's that cartoon show like gumball and all you know like these really Mm. surreal cartoons that are out now like trying to tap into that like that appeal to like people that are you know between the ages of whatever like 14 to like you know our age like 30 or whatever but those but, like those, those like know where they're grounded or yeah. they don't in like the case of Uncle Grandpa. It, it kinda, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> it kind of gave me like a like a, a tenacious D, but without like the metal part. It's like mm-hmm. tenacious D, but like more Queen or psychedelia. Uh, it's it's yeah. like those properties like know what they are and know what they want to do half the time, and like like you said, they're well grounded. Whereas this, it just seemed like we're just trying to do that. Yeah, like, we're trying to make that. Yeah, know? which yeah, when when you try to do like the tone or like the style first and foremost, it kind of Big risk mm-hmm. of falling flat. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to skip some of these. Uh, Tacoma is coming out in August. I'm excited for t- Tacoma. Uh, Cuphead finally got a release date. Yes, yes. finally, <laughs> September 29th. Only uh, took it years. Yeah, <laughs> and then ID at Xbox had a bunch of announcements. Um, I do. Oh, really? I was going to oh, go say ahead. I do like uh, the reason Cuphead got delayed. Apparently, Microsoft just kept handing them more money. So we're like, fuck it, let's just keep making this better, bigger and better. And apparently, they spent a lot of it on like a big band and a ragtime orchestra to make over two hours of original music. That's for pretty it. cool. That's awesome. And I was like, okay, that props. So, <laughs> so the game is like, isn't it like only boss battles? Like, isn't that the shtick? It's like, no, it's going to be like Alien Hominid. You like go through levels and then there's boss battles. Okay. I thought yeah. it was only the boss battle part. I thought that was what it was. No, they're, they're okay. yeah. From what I hear, they're, they're like showcasing the bosses because I think that's where like the most work has been done. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely like some platforming, running, and gunning elements. Okay. Yeah, so ID at Xbox had a bunch of uh, stuff. Um, uh, what did I say before? Fortnite. Fortnite's finally fucking coming out, guys. Looking good. Price model still. God. They, they, what is it? It's uh, They've got a buy-in thing right now uh-huh. where you can pay 40 at minimum and like 150 at max. What? It's like between four tiers. Well, at least and, it's not like Star Citizen, where it's like, here's our hundred thousand dollars here. Yeah. Uh. So like, here, here are our buy-in tiers, and like different tiers get you more in-game stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it's the usual. Um. And what you're doing is buying it to play it while it's in early access. When it comes out of early access, they have strictly said we're going free to play. So. Like. So you just you just get at. Right, you're, you're buying, you're buying for early to access? pay it earlier than play it earlier than everyone else by like a matter of months. You're paying us to bug test our game, practically. Yeah, and like, here's the thing: I really don't like free to play monetization in my games. Like, if I can pay you once to basically get like a steady influx of premium currency uh-huh. or or something, like if I could pay a full price, I'm much more into that. And if they do that, if they say like you pay us now, then stuff that would be like more of a hassle to get for free-to-play players you'll get like more regularly uh-huh. maybe i'll be interested but because it does actually start it is starting to look really really fun but that money issue is what if way it's up what if it's like uh like metal gear solid 5 where you pay us now and then you pay us again later for your forward operating base how does that sound i see <laughs> Or like, I played a lot of Metal Gear Solid Five, and everyone talks about the microtransactions being an issue. I never found them. Like yeah. they were hidden between so many menus and like under. 
I don't know what. And then like they kept offering like free premium currency, and I was like, what do I even spend this on? I don't know. Your Ford <laughs> operating base. I, I, I think that was the big thing though with Metal Gear Solid Five because that part of the gameplay wasn't central to it it was because like i no. know a lot of friends that played through it and they're like, like you're saying they're like wait what yeah. this was a thing like <laughs> well it was basically like a resource drain because like people could attack your base and if they attacked your base they would steal like your actual resources that you used in the campaign so like you were incentivized to like defend your base or spend money on it or something i don't think that ever happened i don't know that yeah. was the, the start of the the shitty konami yeah. that, that we're now in I mean, yeah, definitely. It's it's not great, but it was just sort of weird that I saw so many complaints and I, I had no idea what anyone was talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Fable Fortune. There's a Fable card game because they don't know yeah. what to do with Fable. <laughs> uh, Dunk Lords is NBA Jam by Story Forts by the programmer from uh, Splunky. Okay. Uh, we, we checked it out, Paxis. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Ooblets, which looks beautiful. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm excited for that one. It's so colorful. Strange Brigade, which is probably the best video game name in <laughs> recent. What? Strange Brigade. Strange Brigade. Wow. Yeah. Why is that a tongue twister? It doesn't seem like it would be. It's uh, Strange Brigade. Strange Brigade puts a braid. Strange under... Brigade. Okay. Yeah. It's like some. Uh, it's it's like Iron Brigade, but you're fighting like weird monsters and stuff. But like. It's got kind of like a Ghostbusters vibe <laughs> and like you're fighting like the paranormal, but it's like all mm. these weird like That's stereotypes awesome. like werewolves and shit. From what I from what I gathered, I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer for it. Nice. Life is Strange prequel. Okay. Very excited. You were talking about the voice actress for... Oh, yeah. Um, Ashley Birch. So uh, she she's interesting because her brother was the one that was like really huge in like video game industry well not like huge but like they started they were basically started on destructoid like he was a writer and he went on i don't remember his actual name i just know his last name is birch but he wrote borderlands 2 um oh and his sister like with mikey newman yeah and his sister was the voice actor for tiny tina and they started off just doing like oh yeah i know what you're talking about now he started doing videos on destructoid called hey ash what you playing which are I don't know how well they've stood up the test of time, but they were hilarious at the time where it's just them at home. Yeah, you've told me about these before. Yeah, and it's him asking her, hey, Ash, what are you playing? And she's playing a game, and it's like comedic takes on different video games. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but it, it's so interesting to see how kind of big she's gotten um, and how big he's gotten, you know, from this is like maybe 10 years ago, you know, these humble beginnings, and then all of a sudden being thrust into like, oh, yeah, now you're in games, now you're writing for games, now you're know being an advisor for characters and games and stuff so it's really cool to see that um but the funniest thing is i think it was magfest like years ago the last time i went um the birches were there doing a panel but i saw them like at the dance party that night there like going buck wild and i was like well that's funny (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) yeah um uh Mike and Momin are at an awesome con this weekend. Mm-hmm. And apparently there was a booth for uh, David Hayter. Oh, really? Yeah. And Mike was like, oh, sweet David Hayter. And then he wasn't there. He's like, it was just his banner was up. He's, I, I think he was only there for a day or something. He was like, oh. And then he looked over a booth and Phil Lamar. Oh, oh nice. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, boy. Um, Cliff, Liz- Cliff Lizinski was at the, uh, the rally convention I went to that I had a booth at. He was there for like a solid five seconds. He like <laughs> got a pass, went down to like the extra life booth, was talking to the people he knew at the extra life booth, and then like straight up just like ghosted. He was just gone, like smoke bomb gone. He's an interesting character because I remember when I first someone was like, God, that guy kind of looks like a douchebag. But then like the more, <laughs> the more like 
he did interviews I'm like he's actually kind of a cool yeah, dude he's, no he's yeah. this really sweet guy i think yeah. he used to be he definitely had an air about it in like the early 2000s well, especially with gears yeah, gears, yeah. Like he had <laughs> Gear, gears kind of gave him this attitude yeah he had to kind of push that persona the lawbreakers is looking pretty good oh yeah yeah i got the lawbreakers like penny arcade pin because the guy was just like throwing them at people he's like <laughs> oh, nice. this is all i'm doing today is like i just have to give out these fucking pins i was like i'll take a pin <laughs> and i was like why does this guy like have like a hammerhead shark lodged into his face <laughs> um yeah so life is strange um so the voice actress we were talking about uh she plays chloe who the prequel is what's focused on she voiced chloe in the original version but she can't do it for this one because of the sag after strike so they have a different voice actor which if they didn't tell me that it wouldn't have bothered me but now that they told me that i can like only notice the fact that her voice is like slightly different but apparently ashley birch was like a, a consultant on the sh- on it despite the fact that she couldn't do voice acting so that's pretty cool there you go super lucky's tale so they're adapting that oculus rift 3d platformer super lucky palmer's tale yep super lucky palmer's tale <laughs> uh sea of thieves more Sea of Thieves playing. Yeah. Oh, is it the Pirates game? Yeah, so the rare one. Okay. It looks good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, there's not really much to be said other than it looks good. You see, you see, that, <laughs> yeah. you see that Polygon video where they ate the banana? Like, they eat the banana in the trailer? No. So you eat food to recover health. So it's just, it's in first person. So the guy just pulls up a banana, a just unpeeled banana, and just shoves into his face. <laughs> so Griffin McElroy, on, like, their E3 coverage, he, like, pulls out a banana, and he just, like bites into it without peeling it and like rips the thing and just makes this huge like <laughs> and he's just like sitting there like chewing on the stem and chewing on the peel and he's just like <laughs> apparently like Rare reached out for him he's like can we use like that sound effect for the for the oh nice <laughs> that's awesome that's a good way to handle that uh I caught I wrote Terry Cruz's Crackdown 3 Oh, Terry did the the live stream of. Like but he's also like in the game. He's like the voice really? actor for like one of the main characters. Huh. Uh, he better be Doomfist now. So yeah, he, he can't voice act for other games. Yeah. Not oh, I being... forgot that was the big rumor yeah. with him being Doomfist. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Crackdown Three. Okay. Middle Earth Shadow of War. Um. With that super Good. snarky troll in it. Yeah. He's like, I'm Bruce. I'm gonna be on your team. Like, <laughs> we're like, what the heck? Wait, when did they add all this comedy? And why is it coming from an orc? Dark Lord, Bright Lord. Yeah, same difference, really. Yeah, yeah. 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 The second he possesses him, he goes yeah. from like super serious to like, I'm on your team now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, they're making an Ori sequel. Yeah, mm. which that's pretty cool. Yeah, you like Ori? Ori's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed I, it. I couldn't really get into it just because of the the skill curve was kind of crazy. Yeah, I got really steep after a little while. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It was a good game. It's a, it's a good looking game. <laughs> and then I wrote at the bottom here. I witnessed the most powerful console ever. In quotes. Do you know what this? The T-shirts oh, they yeah. were handing out. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh. <laughs> you had to wear at the Microsoft press Jesus conference. Jesus Christ! Had to wear a shirt called "I witnessed the most powerful I, console ever." I thought that, I thought they kind of broke away from the whole like Xbox Pro. Like, nah, they're uh, still uh, full into that culture. I, I think for in all intents and purposes, E three, you need to just you gotta you gotta get the fans. How you get the fans, yeah. man? You just gotta you just gotta buy in. Did you see the E three T shirts? No, they the just like straight up E three as a corporation was selling T shirts, and they were like 
One said like hardcore gamer with an arrow oh, pointing yes. up. No, oh, it, no. Said, it said awesome gamer. That's it. Said it awesome yeah. gamer. <laughs> and then like the other one said, like, what did it say? It says like, I, yes, I was at E3. Or it was like, like I bought. I this was sh- at E3 2017. It was Jesus. Just, like no designs, just black with white text. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I was at E3 2017 one was like an impact font. Uh, but like it had the papyrus like chunks out oh, of it. Oh no! Yeah, like so that you would get a like Spencer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. This is exactly what it looked like. Oh, uh, it was something else. They should have just gone the same route that Pax did because those are nice T-shirts. I wear mine every once in a while, and people are like, "What is that?" I really like the Pax T-shirt. Yeah, the Pax T-shirt was awesome. I really like the Pax logo. I hate the E three logo. Like the one, it like it looks, looks like, like from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, E3 is like the oldest gaming convention ever. Yeah, but PAX just redid their logo and like. I mean, E3 is definitely overdue, but they mm-hmm. also have like a longer legacy they build off of and they're like might be attached to it. I don't know. As long I as guess. They could just do what Ubisoft did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Logo. How do you feel about that logo? No. Not, not feeling no, it? No, not feeling it. How about it. you? I like it better than the old one, but it's not that great. Yeah, I mean, the old one wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. The line width, they need to bring back like the chunky one, which says <laughs> Ubi in the block font, and then the yeah. script for soft. Oh, the just, 80s Ubisoft logo yeah. is the Woo. best. I just want that as like a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, I want to make a Ward Games shirt that just is Ward in the block and then games in the script <laughs> and then get sued by Ubisoft. Um, All right, let's move to Bethesda. Uh, bu- 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 bu. I know what you're excited about. We'll get to that. Yeah. Save that one for last because I'll just talk for hours. Um, Fallout 4 VR, Doom, <laughs> VFing R. Uh. Yeah, what the hell is the F for? It's, what do you think it's for? What do you think BFG yeah, stands for? Was that actually what they said? Big fun gun. I. <laughs> virtual so like fun very, reality. Very fucking reality. Like, <laughs> oh no, virtual fucking. <laughs> very fucking reality. <laughs> Damn it. Um. <laughs> That's uh, okay. I didn't realize it was all a joke. I thought that was actually for something. Well, it's thing. It's like because BFG and Doom is right. big fucking gun. Right. But then there's that movie BFG, which is mm. big friendly giant. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but I didn't know that. So I'm like, why the fuck did they name this this movie Big Fucking Gun? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I saw it, I was like, wait, what? Like, I you know just think back on Doom. But yeah. Well, it's funny because as a kid, I read BFG in school and I brought it home, I think, and I said, like, Mom, we're reading BFG in school. And she, like, misheard me as BFD. And she was like, why are they teaching that phrase? Like, <laughs> 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 uh, Skyrim's coming to Switch, guys. And you can uh, dress up as Link. You can dress up and swing your sword with motion controls. Fuck that. No, oh. that part made me... No, that trailer <laughs> That trailer was horrendous. With the <laughs> shitty pop music, that made me so goddamn mad. I was like, come on, Bethesda. Like, your Fallout 4 trailers were phenomenal. How else... What is this? Are the millennials going to want to play Skyrim? Millennials want rooftop parties. Yeah. So they, oh, they want the, they want the weekend in their, in their <laughs> Skyrim. Uh, I would actually really enjoy a Skyrim trailer with like everybody's working for the weekend playing like <laughs> over top of like running around and you can have there's amiibo support yeah nah. Dishonored DLC they're gonna kill the outsider Dishonored standalone yes you don't need to buy you don't need so, to buy two which always is a good thing in my eyes it just means expansion that you can buy without having to worry about the original game I, I just I love what they're doing with that I love lamp. I love lamp too. Uh, I you, hate lamp. <laughs> Evil Within 2. Eh. Uh, mm. Made me scared of milk a little bit. 
Yeah. That was about yeah. it. Disturbed more by milk than I was yeah. previously. <laughs> somehow Already I got a little more, disturbed. Somehow I got more lactose intolerant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about Wolfenstein 2. Oh my God, Wolfenstein 2. So what's funny is that it takes place in uh, America this year. Yeah. One, which is weird because I didn't actually realize that the setting in the previous one was not America, that it was Europe. Which, what? Which, I mean, okay, so first off, I've never played Wolfenstein The New Order. I watched the cutscenes. Oh. So, okay. Well, no, there's like... No, okay, they no, mentioned and, it a couple yeah, times. And like, yeah, and, and they're obviously like Germanic, like the people that you're dealing with, but... And, uh, and uh, they're... they're um, their base is located like right underneath the Nazi yeah, occupation like capital. Berlin. It's yeah. in Berlin, yeah. So that was, that was just me being stupid. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks fucking sweet. I I like. I am actually gearing for a replay of New Order because that has to be my favorite game of fourteen, fifteen when that came out. Um, and I've honestly like one of the best games I've ever played. One of the best stories. Like yeah. I've ever seen written for a video game and uh the fact that the new trailer was like eighty percent story, like they just showed a bunch of their new cutscenes and like a lot of their new characters and all the dialogue and interactions and it being like as on par as the old story was, it was exactly what I needed I forgot to how get much, excited about I, it. I forgot how much I missed the beige. The beach is the back. The beach is best. The beach is back. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because I'll have to play New Order because I had it's one of those games that I have on Steam that I just never touched. Pick it up, man! It is. It's really incredible. Good. Like to play it. Yeah, I think well, the last time I was on this podcast, I talked for like too long about New Order, and I'm prepared to do it again. But I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> all, like all about it, it. It takes the absurdity of a game where you're just running through murdering Nazis and then makes it feel real. Mm-hmm. but not like too real it, it like builds itself through its characters and then like adds a lot to the world to make it feel like this actually happened this could have happened they uh redid a lot of famous 60s and 70s pop songs in german and with nazi propaganda thrown in that's awesome yeah um there's like lots of newspaper clip- clippings about their takeover of the world but at the same time there's like a nazi moon base there's a <laughs> jewish atlantis full of like ancient like yeah. jewish tech we're like yeah we're like previous like you know 2000s and you know beginning to 2010s like for video games like hot like triple a games like we're marked by super serious mm-hmm. um self-serious storytelling this like knows its roots and it's like hey we're a weird ass game made by of how ridiculous Car- it is Carmack yeah. and, and and romero like let's lean into that so it's just super you know it, it also has a little right. bit of grindhouse aesthetics to it yeah, and it's, yeah. a, it's just super just tongue-in-cheek just like very aware of itself and it does it very well this overall silly world with lots of minute details throughout that make it feel like this maybe this could be plausible and then characters that are very grounded and very realistic in their dialogue and the way they act i mean some of the best cutscenes like ever too quentin tarantino's man in the high castle right okay it's it's <laughs> phenomenal and then like uh, the gunplay is amazing too i mean this the there's stealth like yeah. like isn't there a big thing about like sneaking sometimes or and like the, avoiding the general or whoever the the main guy is i saw someone write it out and it never occurred to me this way but it's totally true the best thing that new order does for stealth is that it's fun to fuck up yeah. to be caught because then you're like all right shotguns <laughs> <laughs> yeah so apparently your choices in new order 
influence this. Yes. So. Uh, they showed, like, you can see there's bits, because, uh, like, the very first choice is whether or not you save one or another guy. Mm-hmm. Which, and, fuck uh, that cutscene. God yeah. damn, that's a gross-ass cutscene. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then people noticed that um, the guy taking acid at the very end of the trailer uh, is one of the guys that you can choose to save, and the guy with the robot arm who smashes a cookie into his face is the other guy. So it sounds like either they'll take your save file or they like ask you in the beginning like which one did you save? Ah, uh, yeah, got it. okay. And they'll carry and they'll they'll uh, carry over. Cool. Um, Max so yeah. Haas is back. Max Haas. Max Haas. Oh, is, is that the woman? No, is that the enemy. No, that's uh, that's Frau Engel. Uh, Max Haas is like the giant child man with like half of his head missing who can oh, only say Matt Klaus. I ve- yeah. <laughs> Hodor. <laughs> I, I, vaguely, I vaguely remember that. I, I think one of my favorite moments in the trailer was like them on the boat and like they're providing covering fire for the beach and like... Oh, that guy. I know. Yeah, okay. yeah. And Max is like freaking out and like the, the black guy with two guns is like, and is like, come on, Max, smile! And like <laughs> shoot the Nazis. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um... Just seeing if there's anything left in Bethesda. It doesn't really look. Oh, I was going to mention. Uh, did, did you ever hear about that game, Battle Cry? No. Battle Cry no. by Battle Cry Studios. It was like a thir- it was like a third person multiplayer. It was kind of like um, For Honor, but a little more actiony. So it was like these combat arenas, and you had like like in terms of aesthetic or era, I would say it was like late 1800s is what it was, but it was all these fake nations. But and they were these arenas that you would fight, and you had like swords, and the combat didn't look great. It was kind of interesting before For Honor was announced to have like this kind of like martial arts aesthetic. Like I have swords and you have like a really old like uh, pistol or rifle with a bayonet. Yeah. And they announced it like a couple years ago, but have heard nothing about it since. <laughs> so I don't know if that thing's been canned or whatever's going on with it. I bet I yeah. get the feeling it's probably been canned. Yeah. It looks super interesting. Oh, uh, no, never mind. Okay. That was something. All right, we're, we're we have like four more to go, not including the the Devolver one. So I'm gonna I'm very <laughs> okay. Um, well, we can talk about like one moment in the Devolver thing. I just want to point out, like, cracked me up so hard. Yeah, tell me about it. That was like when they were talking about uh, <laughs> like what if we told you we had games that were not finished that you could buy right now. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Is that when they started throwing the money at the computer? Is that that part? Uh, yeah, they were talking about like, yeah, it's a it's a machine that like we invented a computer that you can throw money at the screen and it yeah. just warps right to them. Yeah, <laughs> just absorbs their money. Yeah, that whole thing. And then that the woman's was... head explodes at the yeah. end. Yes. That part is, god damn it. That, oh man, I can't believe Devolver Digital paid money to have an E3 conference, just a shit post about E3 for like a full 15 minutes. Dave Lang Memorial Center. <laughs> Well, they did a fantastic job of it. <laughs> they really, they blew that out of the park. Let's also like, like acknowledge that they, that who, like how many people knew who Dave Lang was when they said that and they're like, uh, I don't care the joke. <laughs> and then the best part is that Dave Lang changed his Twitter name to Estate of Dave Lang. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, uh, <laughs> At first, I thought like the crowd shots were a little too egregious, and then I realized they're just using shots from something else. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> person's eating popcorn and drinking a soda. Yeah, I don't think that happens either. <laughs> All right, PC gaming one, which is, I thought was pretty cool that there was a PC gaming one. Cause, oh yeah, uh, XCOM two expansion. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I love XCOM. I love the. I read that apparently that XCOM expansion was almost big enough to become XCOM three. Yes, that's got me excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty interesting. 
uh, Age of Empires Definitive Edition, so they're remaking the original Age of Empires. Uh, Total War Warhammer 2. Yeah. Um, Player Unknown's Battleground is getting a zombie mode and two new maps. I don't know. You gotta have those zombies. God it's early it. access, right? Mode. And it yeah. hasn't had zombies this whole time. I know. It's what taking this it long. Yeah. It's going the opposite way DayZ went. Yeah. <laughs> it started with DayZ. It started with zombies, then went to an arena shooter. This is an arena shooter going to zombies. <laughs> um, coolest part about stuff they're adding to Player Unknown's Battleground, you can vault through windows there you go so fucking excited that mm-hmm. like you could just peel out of a house if someone comes <laughs> to the house you're like fuck it and you just jump through the window <laughs> yeah looks uh, like i'm gonna have to jump <laughs> um clay is making a game called grifflands which is like i don't even know I saw it's like an rpg or something yeah, it looks interesting i i played some of don't starve but i mean other than that I, like that's really the only game of theirs that i really played so where is hot lava where is hot lava <laughs> their platformer first person platformer where the floor is lava clay was making that <laughs> yeah oh, oh yeah. was that about the kids going yeah, through the yeah, house yeah, uh, yeah yeah see i kind of hated that because oh. that was part of the basis for playground when oh. i first started conceptualizing and i like totally moved away from it when i saw that trailer Just throw it away yeah <laughs> um lawbreakers coming out in august 30 excellent. bucks and mm-hmm. it, it Everything I'm hearing about that says it's excellent, but it's just not getting the coverage it needs. It's mm-hmm. not like out there or no one knows about it. But like there's so many like pro shooter players that I follow that like it's like Lawbreakers is gonna be the best new thing. I'm gonna wanna play the hell out of it. Cool. And so I'm looking forward to it, but I feel like the player base is gonna dwindle because I've like brought it up to several people who are just like, What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. I think they're just kind of playing it cool. Cause I mean the second they come out and it's like Oh, okay. Another multiplayer shooter. It's like Cliff Blazinski. It's like, oh, here's my money. <laughs> and 30 bucks is a really smart price point. Yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. I think that'll bring in a lot. Um, Tunic. So Will couldn't join us, but Will said the only thing he wanted to say that he was excited for was Tunic. I actually am really excited for Tunic. The Fox I was game. following it since it was called Last Hero back at PAX like a year ago. Wait, I thought it was called Secret... Secret Legend. Sorry. Secret, Secret Legend. Yeah, that's it. I yeah. totally blanked on that name, but I did have it written down on my phone as like games to watch out for. Last Legend. Secret. Secret Legend. Secret. Secret Hero. Secret Hero. Legend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most generic video game name. But that's looking really, really good. Yeah. And it's my kind of art style. So Yeah, I like it. I get into that. Uh, for some reason, they announced Shadow of War DLC before Shadow of War is out. <laughs> uh killing floor 2 dlc i don't know anything about what the dlc is it's um well the great thing well killing floor 2 the dlc at least as far as i'm aware because i haven't paid any extra all their dlc is just free mm-hmm. it just comes out um so i mean i'm excited because i think it's like a new map some new game modes and it's going with this like carnival clown like of course Excellent. like aesthetic so like Excellent. there's like all the creatures are gonna have like carnival outfits on like strong men or like one of them's <laughs> dressed like there's something called a scrake that has a chainsaw for an arm of course <laughs> but it's wearing like one of the clappy monkey like heads with like blood coming out of it coming after you so nice I, I, I'm really excited to actually give it a try because I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet but I think that actually came out on the 13th and when I logged on today I did see that the menu like completely changed and added like like the backgrounds were different things like that to show that hey there's new content go play it so definitely gonna check that out probably actually tonight cool cool um all right that's everything from the pc gaming let's talk ubisoft all right i'm gonna set the stage here <laughs> so <laughs> yves gimo is on the stage mr gimo uh, uh, 
Monsieur Guimont. <laughs> uh, he's talking about we are so happy to be having uh, the Mario and the UB and the rabbits come together, and then fucking like a wrestling intro. <laughs> fucking fog comes in from. Out off the stage and fucking Miyamoto comes out with a goddamn bullet bill blaster and he's like stop <laughs> this madness and then he shoots no he so it's fucking so it's the Rabbids Mario Kingdom battle thing right it's XCOM with Mario yeah. and Rabbids fucking well and then, so Miyamoto goes on stage and Miyamoto has a gun and then fucking Gimo has a gun and then Bill Trinan's there translating for Miyamoto and I'm and he doesn't have a gun <laughs> so I'm like are they gonna kill Bill Trinan live at E3 what, what's happening uh, but yeah so it's 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 Mario XCOM which is like the weirdest everyone thought it was field. Yeah, yeah. everyone thought it was gonna be an RPG the more I'm seeing of it the more I'm kinda like this This actually doesn't look that bad it doesn't look bad yeah, it looks very awesome positive things about it yeah this is gonna be the first XCOM I, <laughs> I play <laughs> The very first XCOM you ever pick up is the Mario Rapids one. Because <laughs> it's going to be so easy. It's like there's no stress involved. There's no Iron Man mode. What, what, if, it's, oh, what if it's insanely oh. hard? <laughs> Sid Meier is like executive producer, like, like creative consultant on it. Mario Fire, just... Fire Axis got in on this and like, okay, here's the deal. Permadeath yeah. on the Mario. Mario just shakes his head at you whenever you die. Yeah. <laughs> Disapprovingly. Like, what if, like, there is permadeath, so when Mario dies, they just come, bring it, like, they bring in Wario, and then they bring in Waluigi, and then they bring in just some, like, random-ass guy that looks like Mario, has, like, overalls and a hat, and he has, his like, brown overalls, like, they just keep color-swapping Mario, <laughs> and, like, the proportions are really weird, so, so it's, like, bringing really... in Toads. Yeah. Turns out <laughs> the Toads have been cloning them or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, I, I want to say I did see, like, a really fun, um, I think it was, like, a 4chan post. Of like someone taking a screen cap, screen cap of a tweet that it was it was a screenshot from the conference of one of the developers on this, who was like crying tears of happiness. Was that the the Ubisoft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two crying ones were at the Ubisoft one, right? And and it was sort of like the the tweet was something like for everyone who's like downplaying or, or like everyone who makes a joke about Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, remember. This Ubisoft developer is so happy to see it get made at E3 that he's crying. And like the 4chan post, like I think took that and wrote about like, you know, imagine working at Ubisoft all your life and like you get stuck on some lame ass rabbits project. But then Miyamoto comes in and says, guess what? It's going to have Mario in it too. <laughs> and like suddenly all the validation comes in and like, oh, finally a real gig, you know? <laughs> I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> These mortal shackles. I just like all the jokes that people made about Mario being like, hey, I want you in my game. And Rayman saying, is like, I wasn't actually talking to you. And like, <laughs> the are <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, more Assassin's Creed Origin stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Crew 2. This mm-hmm. transference thing, which is Elijah Wood's VR. Like, what the fuck was going, going on? on with that. It was like Elijah Wood just talking to the camera and just like they're showing like psych- psychiatric wards, like abandoned mental hospitals and shit. Was he the doctor? I don't know. No, he was just, he was like, I'm Elijah Wood and I'm going to tell you about VR. And I saw like screenshots of a doctor for this, but and then I heard about Elijah Wood later. I never saw any of this. It's I, okay. I, I'm always wary when games are publicizing on the fact that some like a famous actor or musician or something is or involved. VR or they publish on VR. Yeah, yeah. Except I, for Death Stranding, that's gonna be perfect. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't can't care who they put in it. Playable Guillermo del Toro. Well, I mean, anytime it's somewhere where I was like, hi, I'm famous actor or actress. <laughs> okay, you know, I know that. That's fair. Yeah. Hi, I'm Robert Loja. <laughs> <laughs> Drink Minute Maid. Okay, so, so you say you like Assassin's Creed 4, right? You like Black Flag? Uh, the ship combat ended up making that one a lot more fun. What if they took Black Flag and then took all the Assassin's Creed out of it and then just left you with the naval combat? My, did I miss this announcement? Let me tell you about Skull and Bones, Ubisoft's oh, pirate this is the pirates yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that I was, I was pretty excited for this. That's crazy. I think that's super awesome. We are getting two pirates games, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Pirates is coming back. It was what was it for a little while? It was zombies forever? Zombies forever. Now we're pirates. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm all about pirates. For a good while we were penguins. So I'm glad we're out of that. Penguins. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Everything that had was penguins. a dark period. <laughs> Happy yeah. feet, surf sub, yeah. <laughs> club penguin. Um, nothing else big here. I mean, they talked a little bit more Far Cry Five. Um, uh, yeah, looks looks like a Far Cry game. It's still Far Cry. Uh, South Park fractured butthole. Okay. South Park phone destroyer. Oh, right. Yeah, that had to happen, I guess. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah, that was holy the, shit. That, that was trailer. a big one, man. I yeah, that was a great, great trailer. I'm not so impressed with the fact that they showed it and then we're like, okay, we're gonna get started on that yeah, now. It was like day zero of production. Yeah, like that was a little like, oh, okay. I guess all the hype's gonna die now. <laughs> I don't know. I I was pretty excited. I don't care. I, I'm excited and I'm happy to see it getting made, but I feel like it might have been a bad move. Maybe they they should have done more like a a teaser esque. But I mean, they did that beforehand with the pig and Jade sitting on the side of the road. Yeah, but that was after that. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's not happening." Right, right. Which took more years. Yeah, that's why I thought that having the full trailer was important because they can be like, "Like, no, we're like totally bought in." Right, and I think the director was also saying like the biggest reason he wanted the trailer out was to see fan reactions and determine if like this was the right direction Mm. for the series. Okay. Yes, because like a prequel. Right. Like Jade yeah. isn't And involved. it's really gritty and really like Yeah, there's weirder. a lot of cursing. Yeah. That monkey says fuck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that combination of words in the sense. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was. I like his fucking, his like bionic commando-esque like yeah. arm. That was cool. I hope there's some fun gameplay around that. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, was, it, it was a good idea, I suppose, to take that and see like if fans enjoyed that take. But I, I think that was successful. Yeah. Um. All right. Sony. What did Sony do besides remastering Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah, I think oh. they kind of they kind of dropped the ball. You're not you're not worrying big about that. No, I think last year they were fantastic, but I think this year just because they kind of showed They're their coasting. entire hand last year and just yeah. like wrecked. Like this year, I mean, they just showed what they. I felt like they just showed what they could. I yeah. mean, Days yeah. Gone looks good. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, another yeah, zombie I'm game, it, but yeah. I think it looks great. Um, the biker aesthetic, I think, is yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. God uh, of War, of course, that game looks fantastic, which looks I like never a, thought I would ever say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is the first God of War game I'm genuinely interested in. Yeah, Angry Dad Kratos. I, I'm I totally on board. It, it just because it's, it's more depth. It's the same writers as uh, Last of Us and like other stuff too, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm so they're sure. like they're actually like giving it a story, from what I hear, yeah. which mm-hmm. sounds good. The story of three is over the top, but really interesting. I felt like. 
from what I've heard, it like it lends itself to the gameplay just being like get back to punching things. You because know? it like kind of touches on how Kratos is so consumed by vengeance at this point that he literally destroys the world in his quest for <laughs> vengeance, and it's super fascinating. And and going into Norse territory is cool. Yeah, not a lot of games do that. There are other gods. Um. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus remake. I'm excited to finally play Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Um, the Detroit, the new David Cage game, which mm. hey, it's a David oh, Cage game. Right. I've been so disappointed before that I'm I don't even, I'm not even really like <laughs> giving it much attention. <laughs> I saw that on the list and I was like, isn't that the one that they talk about? Oh no, David Cage. They have that playlink thing, which is smartphone games you control with your phone. All right, Jack, yeah. Jackbox. Cool, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Jackbox got that working a while back, so good to see you catching up, Sony. Um, Undertale's coming to PS4 and Vita. Okay, nice. Which I think is cool. I much to say other than it's good. Yeah. That is happening. Sony is like the only one. Just going back to the to the play length thing. Sony's like the only one not buying into the cross play that's going on. Yeah, right that was now. weird, Junior. and that bugs me. It does bug me. Well, yeah. The psionics thing, they were like, yeah, all we need to do is flip a switch and PS4 people can play with Xbox, but Sony hasn't given well, us... Well, you see, the thing that's interesting there, and this is going back to Final Fantasy XIV, because Final Fantasy XIV is cross-play on really? PS4, PS4, PS3, and PC, and across all regions. Okay. Um, but not Xbox. But not Xbox, and Microsoft wouldn't let them do it. And Squaresoft oh. was like, hey, well, like we can do this. Like We want to put Final Fantasy XIV on the Xbox One, but it would be like cross-play with like you know, PC and Sony and Microsoft's like, no, we don't want to. Do so you think it's just them sticking it back to, yeah, it, to Microsoft? I don't know. It's weird because I, I thought Sony would be more open to the idea because of the fact that they've already kind of breached that territory. But yeah. like, and also Rocket League was like, like the PlayStation because it was mm-hmm. on PS Plus, like when it came out. Yeah. 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 So like the, the player base exploded on PlayStation. <laughs> um, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. I don't know if you care at all about that. Uh, it's like the baby's first fighting game. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it for sort of getting me into the genre in a sense, but yeah, it's kind of not one I need to worry about. Like, like I love those games, but like seeing the trailer for the new one, I was like, eh, I wasn't that impressed. Like, and I don't know how they made it unimpressive to have a game where it's got so many awesome characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they somehow did it. So the story mode looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's just it's like Rocket Raccoon and a zero from. Uh, Mega Man X <laughs> and just like what the fuck is going yeah, on I, I think I, aesthetically I don't like I it I saw at yeah. least a Monster Hunter stage and that got me kind of excited because Monster Hunter has been woefully underrepresented in each of the Marvel vs. Capcom games Um, some Destiny 2 stuff PS4 exclusive shit yeah um, no Death Stranding, interestingly. Yeah, that surprised well, me. He said that like months ago. He's not going to be it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not going to show anything at E3. Hmm. That was what the big... Uh, wait, no. That was after the big trailer they released at... The, the second one? Right. Was um, that the Game Awards? Right. There was something that Kojima tweeted that was just like a teaser, like, here's what we have instead of E3, and it was just like a picture of something. Hmm. <laughs> just a naked Norman Reedus. Probably. Here's Norman Reedus's butt, 3D modeled in an engine. Here's his, here's his penis because it wasn't in that trailer. <laughs> I know you guys are asking for it. Yeah. Uh, and then they close with Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Thought that was interesting. I, so wait, what conference was Monster Hunter World? I thought that was some, the Nintendo. I thought. No. Oh. 
Because uh, World is not going to be on Nintendo. It's, oh. it's going back to Sony. Also Monster Hunter, but no one cares about Monster Hunter. What? What? <laughs> Man, okay. I know a lot of people that care about Monster Hunter. I want to talk about Monster Hunter World. All right, go ahead. I'm sort of, I'm sort of mad about I, it. I, I thought it was on the, on the Nintendo one. No, no. Well, it used to be. Um, that was the thing. It's sort of like this, this big outcry, which I think is like more or less doesn't matter. Um, I think the biggest thing to me is that Monster Hunter World looks so, so different. Than any other Monster Hunter game, it's like got stealth elements, it's got tracking elements, and they're talking about it being like a seamless open world instead of like. Have you played Monster Hunter? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like instead of sections. Yeah. In the maps, it's all seamless. I like how Alex immediately turned to you. It's like, all right, Dylan's not. Dylan, Dylan well, doesn't care. I'm gonna yeah. I, I played, <laughs> I played, I redirect I played, this. I played a bit on PSP. Okay. Um, but I like I know I have a lot of friends that are very excited for it. Some of them are a little wary. Um, because I guess like I didn't watch much of it, but they're like it looks like there's some quick time stuff going on, like quick time events. It or something. definitely looks very, very different. Quick time and events are coming back, man. That's that's my only problem. I, I think I think it's the same core team they have said, so it could be fine, and it's just going to be like an evolution of the series, and they're going to add more and make it pretty different. But maybe it'll still be like the same awesome Monster Hunter core. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell at this point, and it's worrying me a little. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm still really hoping Monster Hunter Double Cross gets uh, ported to the West for the Switch. Cool. And if not, I'll just buy it from Japan and play it in Japanese. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, learn Japanese. Uh, yeah, no, a little bit. So. Um. So yeah, and then Spider Man, and right. I'm really excited for that. I, I think it looks good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm interested because someone pointed out, because um, I'm not like a huge comic book guy, but I read a number of comic books, but that Miles Morales yeah. is in mm-hmm. the trailer for the game. Hmm. And it's it's not Miles Morales who is Spider-Man primarily like, because they said in interviews, like this is a more experienced Peter Parker yeah. mm-hmm. who's like fought crime, et cetera, et cetera. But having a character named Miles, they didn't say Morales, but you can only assume, oh, it's Miles Morales. Which, right. I'm not going to say any more because that's kind of a bit of a spoiler for like oh, for comic f- books, yeah. for like yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man, stuff like that. But it's exciting to see that. Yeah, I'm curious if they're going to incorporate him more into it. The last Spider-Man game was on PS1. So last Spider-Man game I played yeah. was on PS1. Be- so. Being the pers- being someone who never played 2 on PS2 and just hearing people rave about it, I want to I play me some Spider-Man <laughs> and feel... It's Insomniac, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think right. it's good. All right, and then lastly, uh, in terms of press conferences, Nintendo. Woo! Nintendo. Rapid I'll ju- fire. Yeah, I'll just say that this, get this out of the way. Nintendo, like, blew everything out of the water. So so they start yeah. with, with Super Mario Odyssey, which I'm really excited for, mm-hmm. and then they kind of show the main mechanic that they never talked about before, is that you take your hat, and you put it <laughs> on other stuff, and then you possess that stuff, right. and you're like, oh, okay, he can turn into a little tank. That's cute. He can turn into like electricity and go up an electricity wire, and then he throws it on a human being and possesses <laughs> the human being, and you're like, oh my god. Imagine you're just a, a me. No- <laughs> Imagine you're just a normal everyday businessman minding your own business, and the short Italian man walks up to you, throws his hat onto you, possesses you, and you can't even scream. <laughs> it forces you to grow a mustache. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's it's looking really, really good, and like it was exactly what I thought that they just confirmed that it's going to be more in the vein of '64 and Sunshine. Thank God! Like I, yes. I am so ready. Yes. Yeah. It, all the worlds look so varied and dynamic, mm-hmm. and they were talking about 
uh, they didn't say the exact number. They're like, we can't tell you the exact number, but the the description. <laughs> <laughs> the discrepancy between the discrepancy between the amount of like whatever the stars equivalent is in this one yeah the moons the moons yeah. of whatever like the uh differences between the amount of them that you need to beat the game versus the amount there are in the game oh, no. is massive oh god is it like coroxes <sighs> oh no oh. i don't know man oh no so they've only showed like maybe four or five worlds i'm just hoping there's like 20 because if they're all in the same quality that they've shown so far then it'll be perfect. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the thing that excites me most is that they're playing on your expectations a lot where it's like you have to discover new areas in non-traditional ways. Like Mario has taught you that don't fall down holes because you die. Yeah. There's a part where he jumps off a cliff in the forest area and then falls down this pit and then he t- ends up in another level. Mm-hmm. And it's like a much darker, spookier yeah, forest Yeah, it's like a area. deep woods. Took a little bit of a hit from uh, Dark Souls there. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Dark Souls. Oh man! Gotta get through this fog wall <laughs> to get the moon. I, I can't wait for the era where like nothing is Dark Souls anymore. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> everything is care. Dark Souls. Therefore, everything's already Dark Souls. <laughs> everything is I Dark Souls. I need to be over. Therefore, nothing is Dark Souls. Dark <laughs> Souls has just permeated the consciousness of video games. I just the amount of games that people show off and everyone's like, "Oh, it's the Dark Souls of blank," or like, "Oh, it's kind of like Dark Souls." In a sense, like, "No, stop! It's not Dark Souls. <laughs> no, you're giving them more power." <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Let the Dark Souls flow through you. <laughs> Let games not be Dark Souls. Not just I need a t-shirt that says like not all games are Dark Souls. <laughs> so like Kenny said, a lot of people thought Nintendo won E3 only by showing fucking title cards and 30 second trailers. Yep. Yes. Right? They showed a Kirby trailer that was nothing more than him walking and eating a guy. They showed a Yoshi trailer. That's not true though. Okay, but like for all intents and purposes, like Kirby is Kirby, and I like Kirby, but like they showed power combining. Okay, which, as far as I'm aware, hasn't been a thing since the N64 one. All right, yeah. Fine. Was it, what was that one? Crystal, crystal shards, crystal shards. I think that had some rudimentary, like you combine certain powers. This one looks more like, oh, you can be a fire, a wheel, but now you're also on fire. Right. And I never <laughs> played Crystal Shards or Yoshi's Story, so when people would talk about the the kirby and yoshi games from mm-hmm. n64 my experience being with mario 64 and like Star Fox, i thought these were i didn't know they were side scrollers so i thought they just oh they made a kirby like 3d, 3D platformer, platformer. <laughs> or they made a yoshi 3, 3d platformer that sounds cool uh so they showed kirby they showed yoshi which is now in a cardboard aesthetic instead of yarn or string well he still is yarn he's just in like a cardboard world oh which really? is interesting oh, yeah okay. i think they're sort of building on the yarn yoshi aesthetic but making it sort of like the next step. Yeah. Where's Boshi, man? <laughs> Need my motherfucking Boshi. <laughs> Bring him back. All right. Um, they just f- fucking showed the... Is he the creator of Pokemon? He's just the lead at the Pokemon company? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all they had was, like, a minute of of him, like, hey, what's up? We're making a Pokemon game for the Switch. And this it's not so like a spit. most stilted thing, because he's, like, at his desk. He's like, hello. I didn't see you there. <laughs> while i'm sitting here working on my pokemon yeah <laughs> i'm just designing the next three thousand pokemon here but that was all they needed it's like yeah. throwing darts at a board that just has words sprinkled just, yeah. <laughs> dumpster all right get to work yeah so they're making a pokemon rpg for the for, switch for switch yeah. which is all they needed to say and already yeah. people were like nuts yeah, yeah. there we go so, I mean, it's like a, it's like a prime wine like pokemon game too not like a like Pokemon's nothing against Pokemon Snap. The words right. core Pokemon yeah. RPG on Switch was all they needed. Yeah, that's all they they could have just shown those words on the screen and be like, 
Here you go. Yeah, and like the audience would have flipped. Yeah. <laughs> so they basically did that for the next thing, which was, you know, black screen. All right, what's going on? Four comes up. It's like, all right, what? Fourth sequence, what? Uh, like the screw attack image yep. was oh. formed by the galaxy. Yeah. The music started playing. Oh. I was already hyperventilating by that oh. point, by the way. <laughs> yeah. When and I then saw the word that, Prime oh. showed up. <laughs> I mean, even like, like, for me personally, in my life, Metroid like was one of those games that like formulated my childhood and my taste in video games. Like I remember being a kid and Metroid was scary when I played it because it was scary. It's disturbing. The music's it weird scary, and wonky yeah. and like playing Metroid one and then Metroid two on the Game Boy, which when you first like fought, well, we could also talk more about Metroid two in a bit, but yeah. but like playing those games and then like, you know, being older and playing prime one, I was like, I don't know. Like I was one of those people that was very against the idea of turning Metroid into an FPS but playing, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. It was one of the most immersive, like, games I'd play because it was one of those games that you, you know, you could see your visor. If there was water and you looked up, water hit your visor and yeah. it would beat up. And I was like, this is amazing, like, yeah. on the GameCube. And if they're doing that now with Prime 4 and if they're really putting what they can behind it, like, I know it's going to be a fantastic game. Yeah. So if it's a mainline Nintendo game, at the very worst, it's a fun game. At the very best, it's an amazing game. Yeah. So it's interesting though, it's not going to be retro. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're working on Donkey Kong. Yeah, just gotta get that <laughs> next Donkey Kong country out. Right. Well, Tropical Freeze was fantastic. So hopefully, I hear good things. Yeah. I haven't played any of the the returns ones. Mark Brown's most recent video is on that. Oh yeah. On Tropical Freeze, yeah, and all the like advancement of introducing platforming mechanics to players that's cool um yeah what was next um some fire emblem warriors yeah Yeah, it'll be be fun i i mean i enjoyed zelda warriors just because i'm probably just because i'm a huge zelda fan uh i imagine because i'm not a huge fire emblem fan i'm not gonna get as much out of that yeah i'll probably enjoy i like fire emblem and i actually kind of like dynasty warriors (laughs) (laughs) a weird crossbreed there you go uh death of the wild Death of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, <laughs> <laughs> of the Wild DLC. Okay. There's a story-based one, and then there's like a challenge yeah, m- mode. They had the master difficulty, and then they were talking... Um, Got your footprints on the map. Yeah, like like a couple new features. Like the first DLC pack is just like, hey, here's some new features, I guess. Yeah. And then the next one actually looks like what I want, which is more story content and more... Like, but you're going to be playing stuff. as like the, the Guardians? Like, they haven't said anything besides the fact that it's going to be about the champions, yeah. the four yeah. dudes that you, yeah. yeah. Didn't they announce the Amiibos for them, too, or something? Yes, that, yes. too. They have champion also, Amiibos. a Samus and a Metroid Amiibo. And the um, and the wedding. The wedding Amiibos. Bowser and Peach and White. Bowser? Well, apparently, part of the story is he's got his own hat. Oh, is that? Uh, yeah, oh, he's got like hat. a rivalry hat. Yeah, what if yeah. someone wears both hats at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Fractures the universe. No! <laughs> what? Okay, okay. Actually, I'm gonna call it now. The final boss battle is they both throw their hat on the same thing and then have like a battle inside the menta- like the mindscape of whatever they like. They throw real, it on a real random psychonauts. guy. Psychonauts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like inside this guy's head, they have a fight, and it just makes his head explode. What? <laughs> what if you throw the hat in like someone who's like a serial killer in secret or something like do you see all their deepest darkest secrets as Mario? <laughs> like, I don't know if you like see like the person's mind I think you just take it you puppet their body 
Well, I'm, and like, it, it, there's so many questions. Like, there are questions. <laughs> like, how long does that last? Like, what if he just stays on a person for years? <laughs> like, a better question is: Is Mario benevolent? I think we'll find yeah. out. <laughs> Someone revamped that image set of like, this is not Zelda. This is Link. This is Zelda. This is not uh, Metroid. This, this is, is Samus. Samus. Yeah. This is Metroid. And then like. This is not Mario. This is a short Italian man. <laughs> and then like a picture of the hat. This is Mario. <laughs> I also saw every ah, there's a video about that too, where it's like it's doing all those, and there's one where it's like uh it's the two guys in Contra, they run up to like the big alien, and the alien's like, Are you the Contra? <laughs> Am I Contra? <laughs> What's the Contra? <laughs> uh yeah, and then what you talked about, Kenny, uh, there's a S- Metroid Samus Returns. Yep. Which, yeah. which uh, it's, it's a little controversial because... It's a controversial. Yeah, controversial. Controversial. Yeah. But uh, it, because there was a fan remake of Metroid 2 called another Metroid remake yeah. 2, I believe, <laughs> which it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever did it did a great job. And then Nintendo just like slammed down on them and now i can see why they did that (laughs) because we need to make money yeah um and that's really good though that one's coming out really soon i'm excited two months or so i was actually thinking this this the 3ds one i was actually thinking about like getting like selling my 3ds i'm like all right i play the crap out of pokemon i don't need this anymore but then when that like was announced like oh Okay. Street passes, yeah. man. You got to hold on to your street passes. You got to have it. We got so many street passes at PAX. Oh my God, so That's many. true. We're just sitting in the Twitch it, lounge. It, it became tiresome. Like it became like a chore. Did you get that DLC where it's like the hundred? You can like oh, store yeah. a bunch of them oh, at a yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to mainly go in there and. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking nuts. I'm so happy about like the speed version way. Like you can start, you can like play it in fast forward mode now. Yeah. The entire thing. That makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and it's funny because you've just seen the people like pop in from the gate like, hey, hey, what? I, I, I. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get in, get in, get in, get in. Um, I need your puzzle pieces. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> you gave me so much flack for not having any puzzle pieces. I was like, this is a new 3DS. <laughs> it's like, Leave me alone. <laughs> I street passing with you. It's like, all right, time I've gotten my fill of all the games. It's just puzzle pieces now. If you have no new puzzle pieces. I need pieces. puzzle pieces and I need people from new parts of the world. That's all I need. Yeah. Like, if you, if you don't have new puzzle pieces, you're dead to me. Get out. <laughs> and then they announced a Superstar Saga remake, which is cool. Yeah, it's all right. I don't know. I like Superstar Saga. Okay. I, I th- a lot of people have like Wait. talked about like the new 3D aesthetic is way worse than yeah, the pixel. I, I Wait, is, is this Kirby? Mario and Luigi. Mario oh, and Luigi, yeah. for some reason I was thinking about that Kirby like compilation game on Super Nintendo, which was awesome, which I wish they did. Oh, yeah. No, this is uh the GBA. Mario oh, yeah, like the RPG. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they switched it to the 3D models that they started using in like Dream Team or whatever mm-hmm. instead of the, the drawn style. And people are kind of upset. Yeah, I'm a little upset. Oh well, I don't know. To each I don't own. have a ton of attachment, but maybe I'll pick it up. They're cute maybe. games. There's uh, you go into another kingdom, and it's like the Bean Bean Kingdom, and <laughs> and the uh, they're all about exporting beans that they like. They're like coffee beans, but they use them to make like soda. All right. There's like a huge like mechanic based around like making your own like sodas. Uh, it's it's cool. Sure. I feel All like right. it's like a metaphor for something like unsavory. <laughs> Late stage capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's and that's it, gentlemen. For Nintendo? Yeah. I mean, that's the big... a little more than that. Uh, Rocket League coming Switch. Okay. Yeah, we already talked about Xenoblade that. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That looks good. Okay. That looks yep. good. That looks I, good. I'm excited. 
Xenoblade is one of the few JRPGs I can get into. So, so I mean, in general, for me, this, like, Nintendo, like, I kind of lost a lot of faith in Nintendo when the Wii came out, because, like, that looks, I don't think that looks interesting. It looks dumb. The games were good, but, like, as a, like, a company, I kind of lost faith in Nintendo. Like, I didn't take them very seriously. They got two family values Yeah, and, like, I'm like, you're, like, they kind of took away from one of the core, like, things I loved about Nintendo, like, you know, when I was a kid playing Super Nintendo and like mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger and Contra and Donkey Kong and all these amazing games, whereas like, you know, on the way I was like, oh, great, there's like carnival games and these weird, terrible mini games. But I think this <laughs> E3 like has kind of rekindled a little bit of like that kind of feeling for me about like why I love Nintendo. Right. And like if I like I'm thinking about getting a Switch and this will be the first like Nintendo console that I've gotten from the from Nintendo since like the GameCube. Like <laughs> I got a I got a Wii U um twenty fifteen, like after on Black Friday. And after Thanksgiving break, I come back into work, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell Kenny, he's like, I got a Wii U, and Kenny's like, Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why? I just like, it was just like I'm like, there's nothing I want to play on it. Like Mario Maker, man. I had a solid twenty yeah, ish right. games for it. I, I think five. Okay, I might have I might have played like maybe six of them yeah. regularly. I mean, Mario Maker yeah. 3D World. Boy, I, I'm impressed so far with the Switch. I was very anti Switch, but since it's been out and the announcements that they're making, I'm like, all right, they're getting third party support, which is always the kind of Achilles heel of the game selection on Nintendo, yeah. and they're working on their online, which is another huge Achilles heel for yeah, yeah. Nintendo's platform. So, and the virtual console thing. Yeah. Like they came out talking more about that. There's and it was, isn't the on, the online service is like, what, 1999? Like a year. A year, which yeah. is nuts. Yeah, yeah so, actually. I was sort of on the fence, like, really, Nintendo? Yeah, like, I trusted you to not have, uh, like, paid online services, and then they came up with that, and I'm like, actually, that's very yeah, that's reasonable. Very yeah. reasonable. <laughs> So I'm actually very excited, which I never, I'm very excited for Nintendo, which other than like the usual, like, oh, there's a cool Mario game or whatever. Like I never thought I would be saying that, but uh, they surprised and impressed me this year. Did they surprise and delight you? Yes, actually. (laughs) I was delighted, surprised, impressed, and many other positive things from Nintendo's conference. I will say the one other thing about Nintendo doing more online stuff um arms actually ends up having a fantastic server browser so i'm really yeah it's got like a lobby system and it's actually really nice um and i'm really hoping they do something like that with splatoon now that they will have more advanced online features check it out yeah The, the big thing here about the switch is that people buy a switch and they play it not in their home and then they're immediately like fuck i want to play all my games like this now (laughs) (laughs) fuck People were sort of like, "What? I don't ever leave my, you know, with my console." And then, like, it started started catching on. Yeah, I definitely used it on a road trip and was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it Sony, got me. Sony was one of the first to kind of do that though with the PS4 remote play on like laptops and stuff. You could do it on laptops, um, PS Vita, which is actually fantastic. Oh, really? So, like, I when. For instance, when I'm out of town, uh, my Vita, I'm connected to a nice like high speed Wi Fi spot. I could play my PS4. Like, you know, just like on the Vita itself. I tried my remote play here on my laptop and it took me like a good three or four tries to get it running properly. It it depends. Like internet speed. There's like a lot of variables involved, but I've gotten it to work on like every computer I own. And it's also really good for streaming. So I don't have to get a capture card if I want to stream more Mm. custom overlays and stuff Mm. over Twitch with a PS4. So cool. It's one of the only reasons why I actually want to get, um, 
PS4 Pro because it will stream at higher resolutions oh, yeah. when you're doing the da- when you're doing the system link. So, yeah, I have a Elgato if you ever want to borrow it. Oh, that would be nice, actually. <laughs> um, well, gentlemen, we made it. Yeah, we made it through, through, all, through all, of all of that. We the, did it. <laughs> there is one other game I want to talk about real quickly, though. One more thing. It's called Bloodstained. Oh, right. I wanted to bring that, that up. That looks fantastic. When I first heard about that, I was like, okay, it's a new Castlevania Metroidvania game by Ko- Koji Igarashi, which is, it'll be fun. But the more, it's like, you know, I heard about it a little bit. I was like, that's interesting. I love Castlevania Symphony Night and all those, you know, the Game Boy Bands. Nintendo DS, all of those games. But the more I read about it, the crazier to me it was because their Kickstarter was insane, first off. Yeah. But yeah. the fact they have David Hayter involved doing voice work for it, which is huge. <laughs> the original voice actor from Symphony of the Night doing work for it. The original artist, Yoshitaka Amano, Final Fantasy fame, is Damn. doing art for it. Like it's, it's pedigree. They, he pulled in like every contact he had <laughs> in the Japanese gaming industry to like <sighs> and then also pull this David together. Yeah, yeah, and David Hayter. I mean, obviously he's Konami's big in Konami, but he's just, yeah. mm, Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Alucard? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean vampires? <laughs> I thought I killed that guy already. <laughs> Stain on humanity. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Kodak. Nah, not sold. No sale. <laughs> so yeah, that game looks amazing. And it's going to be on like every single platform that exists, which is crazy. So. Yeah. Hopefully it sees a better life than uh, Mighty Number no. Oh Nine. yeah, that was ooh, woof. Yeah, let's ugh. hope some some it'll be like to it will break the Kickstarter nostalgia curse. Yeah, yeah. Because ukulele sort of fell under that too. Oh yeah, and, it did. And Straight ended up being a little less than I'd like. I thought ukulele was good though, from what I heard. Like, it wasn't... It's just very uh, um, very buggy and mi- missing a uh, lot of soul in like a couple mm. places. But it's also yeah. very like dedicated to like. How games on the N64 played. Um, yeah. Versus hasn't aged like, all that well. Like, there's a great video essay on Shovel Knight. I think it might have been another Mark Brown video about how, like, Shovel Knight took nostalgia, but then revamped it and made it so, like, everything that you're nostalgic for, it only lets you see the game through rose tinted glasses. It gets rid of all the stuff that was annoying, like, mm-hmm. you know, permadeath and, and, like, lack of checkpoints mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. It, like, a lot of you need to like address it with modern sensibilities to yeah. make it last, I suppose, to make right. it actually have appeal. Like they stayed true to like the color palette that the NES could render and things like that. I think they put then they put like sprite flicker in it too. Yeah. yeah, like like visuals are 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 one thing, but to sort of and that's like the one thing about uh, Bloodstain I'm still worried about. Oh yeah, it's like visuals the, and they, the they're 2. getting 5 D. Yeah, they're getting that like top notch. Uh, it looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. But the gameplay is starting to look a little lackluster. I mean, I, I think it looks very NES Castlevania. Yeah, I think it depends because, yeah. like, playing. Because I recently, because I got that Vita, mm-hmm. <laughs> got that Vita. I started got playing. I started playing through Symphony of the Night again, which you know, very not very old, but you know, PlayStation One era, like almost at the I think at the start of the PlayStation One cycle, kind of, um, which kind of set off this whole trend of Metroidvania games of like side-scrolling kind of exploratory find items find new ways to break through things but playing through that even now like and i've played through it multiple times but playing it now even it's still like the gameplay is still good like it's which is kind of crazy to me because i don't know if they expected that to happen or not which made me curious so i want to go through and try like the game boy advance ones again and some of the newer ones but that like it's crazy because it's like this kind of like idea of farming like 
items from monsters, like side-scrolling RPG. Like, I think that formula, if they stick to it, maybe, you know, improve it and with modern sensibilities, as you said, I feel like it'll be a great game. Yeah. There's not, it's, it'll take a lot for them to be able to mess that up, I think. I still got hope. Yeah. yeah. Will was playing Aria Sorrow a little yeah, while ago, yeah. and he said it was still pretty good. I think I threw it out there in the chat, and advice uh, for you as well, uh, get Order of Ecclesia. Like oh, wow, oh yeah. I have. Okay, it. good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably my favorite, like, modern revamping of a Castlevania game ever done. Alex, is there anything we missed that is eating away at you? Um, Playground Alpha test coming up at some point soon. I'd oh, like I to get about a, E3, but. Oh, well, nah, I think we covered it. <laughs> okay, cool. uh, yeah, but I'd like to get. I'm just going to throw this out there. I'd like to get people together. Uh, maybe play good. a couple rounds. Hell yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can line it up with uh, next game jam or something oh maybe not that. that weekend of but maybe like next the following weekend is the game jam maybe we can i know will was saying the last meetup was like bring games and we'll test and we'll test them and like if i could have made it I probably would have done that yes we he'd be more than willing to do another meetup like that yeah cool alex yeah where can people find you people can find me at twitter uh it is at underscore no sorry at g-h-o-d-a-n underscore or search Brandier Games. Still have a website coming soon. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny? Where um, can people find you? For me, primarily, I'm on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Marginal Meeting. Uh, yeah, come check it out. Uh, see me play games. Be really bad. Get mad at them. Maybe <laughs> cry a little bit if you're into that kind of thing. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Nothing like spending your evenings watching a grown man cry video yeah. games. I mean, everyone liked that Ubisoft press conference. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's a totally different kind of crying. That's acceptable if you're working on the game and it looks great. Mm-hmm. So, This is like sad crying, not yeah. happy crying. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is messy cry. You got to turn that frown upside down. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> um, and you can find this podcast and all the Ward Games stuff at ward-games.com as well as at Ward Video Games on Twitter. I'd like to thank Kenny, Alex for coming on. Thank you. This is when you respond. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Dallin. no problem. It was a great time being here. Yeah. Uh, thanks, I guess. No. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was great having a good discussion with you guys about E3. So, and I always look that, forward to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first time I've ever said it on the podcast, but I would like to recommend people if you like this podcast, give us a review on the iTunes and maybe Google Play as well. I don't know if Google Play does reviews, but iTunes Store. Wardcast, give us a review. Tell us what you think. Nominate us for Webby's or something. <laughs> Webby <Yeah>. Award. <laughs> Get us to <the> PodCon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>